Hi everybody, Rob from the Hooked On podcast, How To Be Great here. Look, we enjoy doing what we do, for the love of it, it's wrestling, enjoy it, remember? But if you do feel like dropping us a few quid to help us out, be our guest. We don't expect it, but we will appreciate it. Thanks ever so much for your support. Don't forget, it's wrestling, enjoy it. Destination creeps closer. We're now reaching around in that little bit to the left of the driver's seat to make sure we've got the change for the car park. The road to WrestleMania is almost ended. We are into the final week and we are into the final stretch, getting ready for the biggest pay-per-view of the year. Paul Benson is running around all sorts of different places trying to make sure he's bought enough biros and wristbands and all that kind of thing for the parties. And the rest of us are just getting ready for hopefully will be a great show. Hi everyone, welcome to the Hooked On podcast, uh, being brought, uh, being recorded just six days before WrestleMania 33, and we are very excited to be able to welcome not only my regular uh, guest, uh, my regular co-host, I should say, uh, Mr. Paul Benson. Paul, how are you doing? I'm good, Rob. Hello, everybody. And you're right, I'm absolutely surrounded by posters, USB sticks, biros, envelopes, printouts. I, I look like someone's had an explosion at a staple shop. Um, but hopefully I'll get it all together in the next couple of days and things will run smoothly. Absolutely. So what you need is the distraction of me talking wrestling with you for a couple of hours, isn't it? Just absolutely. To, uh, absolutely. Yeah. So not only is Paul with us, as he always is, but I'm very delighted to welcome onto the show where... Uh, like an old flame coming back to visit really uh, you may have heard uh, me and him together on Wrestlecast he was a regular guest on my old one-sided ring podcast more people probably know him from having been on basically every radio station in the country and uh, being a big famous celebrity but he's uh, deemed, him, deemed it okay to join us here on the podcast it's Mr Joel Ross how you doing Joel? Oh yeah, dig it, yeah. Oh, Hulk Hogan, someday I'm gonna have you Skybox office, oh yeah, dig it Rob, I warned you. It's an easy mistake. I told you to book Joel, not Randy Savage. How many times? <laughs> oh, he was doing. Oh, Randy, oh, oh, he was doing Randy Savage. Was he? I was wondering. <laughs> I thought he might. Uh, no, that was Andre the Giant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get you, Hogan. <laughs> Isn't that Victor Meldrew? Oh, Stephen Hawking. <laughs> Margaret. Margaret. <laughs> No, 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 this is now turned into that two Ronnie sketch where they they are they answer the previous question. You're doing impressions of the person you previously thought it was going to be. This is a... oh, the, the, the two Ronnies, the, the, the Bellas, they should have been. Brilliant stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll, well, we'll try and start this podcast in a minute. But uh, the one thing I just realised that I left out in the, in my little rundown of uh, uh, Joel's history there was uh, former host of Wrestle Talk TV. Uh, I should point out. And the reason I bring that up is because I want to refer to something I meant to say a couple of podcasts ago, Paul, and I never get around to it, is um, perhaps Joel can fill us in on uh, on Paul Benson's one and only television appearance. Joel, what do you, what do you remember oh, about that? As the big boss man. As the big boss man. <laughs> well, for, first of all, um, we had this, this show, Wrestle Talk, uh, and it was on YouTube, and I remember drinking with Paul Benson one night and him saying, oh, we can get this on the television. <laughs> Mate, of course you can. You know what Benson's like after a couple of beers? Yeah, of course we can. Yeah, have another one. Yeah, let's have some Jack Daniels. Let's have some shots. Yeah, yeah, I can get this sorted. 
anyway um, he's got to be the best salesman in the world to get on the television and he, and he continued to do it for about seven seasons I think it was um, but, but every single week without fail he would turn up and say I just need to be on it I need to be on it I need to be on it <laughs> and uh, eventually got on there as the big boss man um, and uh, he, was, he, was, he was fantastic as the big boss man um, I, I think he recycled that costume though from my flat maybe uh, two or three months earlier or whatever it was but it was it was a great one I, I, the problem with, with with Paul is that he, he does get dressed up at these Wrestlemania parties and he puts a lot of effort into it and everybody looks at it going this is brilliant but he gets it down to a T and you just think you sit at home practicing this so much so yeah you know old uh, Sally Benson sitting there going hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's twisting, twisting his ball and chain and he's um, flipping around his <laughs> Hey, it's, it's all worth it, mate. I, I have it on good authority that that episode of WrestleTalk was the highest rated of all time. It was, actually. And also, <laughs> at the same time, I remember one year going to Wrestle... Uh, very early. It might have been your very first um, one at Belushi It was our very first party, mate. Yep. When we went as a Bushwhackers and everyone going, oh, God, that's quite a decent Dudley Boys you've got going off there. <laughs> Whoever said that needs a slap. And I will dig that photo out. I will dig it out. Two drunken Bushwhackers bushwhacking around Shepherd's Bush. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's not a bad legion to do, Matt, is it? To be fair, the picture that I've got, basically everyone that came along dressed up that night, people got wrong because I was meant to be Robbie E from TNA, and everyone thought I was Zack Ryder. And I seem to remember that Sam Abraham, big big member of Team Hal, came as Jeff Hardy, and I thought he was Sting. So I think everybody. I thought he was Goldust. <laughs> no, that was before you got in the costume. <laughs> Hi, Sam, by the way, if you're listening. Sam is our designer, so all those are amazing uh, design things that you see for Hooked On, including our uh, new logo, which is uh, just uh, on its way. Has it been, have we released a new logo yet, Paul? We will be releasing a full rebrand with the website launch at the end of this week. Ooh, exciting. New new logo, new website, everything's, uh, everything's uh, coming up how. Um, we did oh, I'll tell you what, Hooked On Wrestling Limited. Indeed. Um, hooked on Events hooked Limited. Hooked on Events we are oh, now, technically. Oh, okay, okay. Well, if it's... Sam's doing that, it'll be hot on. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I love Sam. He's a lovely guy. He really is. Um, although I think it was at that uh, that same uh, WrestleMania party where I uh, refused to let him have a bunk. I kicked him out, I kicked him out of a bunk. Cause I, uh... You're free to what? Let him have a what? I refused to have a bunk. We had four bunks in our <laughs> oh, room. I think, right. I think you were in oh, one so of them, actually, and Paul Benson <laughs> in another one, and there was no spare one, so I kicked Sam out because I was talent. And he it's wasn't. a posh action going off there. I refused to let him have a bunk. <laughs> <laughs> I've been accused of the second time no. someone's accused me of being posh on this podcast. I'm not happy about that. Um, we do. We're referring back to, of course, the uh, the first ever uh, Hooked on Wrestling uh, pay-per-view party, which was for the Royal Rumble uh, several years ago. You'd have heard us talk about that on the podcast. You've also heard us talk about the uh, the genesis of all these things, which was uh, people, some five idiots getting together in someone's flat and uh, uh, eating some curry, which was served four hours late, um, and then uh, watching some wrestling and cutting some promos, which all happened in uh, in the uh, the flat of uh, Mr. Joel Ross and uh, Mr. Vikram Sanger. So you were there at the very, very start of all this, Joel. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel like uh, we got to episode what is it, 226, and then you've called me now. This is this is brilliant. Thank you very much. We we it, didn't think you deem us worthy. No, no. Do, do, do you know what? When I get called now for a podcast, I just think to myself, who pulled out? <laughs> <laughs> that is not true, and I'll tell you why that's not did, true. Did you know what? This is, this is like going to WWE show back in the day, and it was like, um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sheffield. 
ding, ding, ding. Bang it in, bang it in. <laughs> Scotty too hot, he comes out first. You think, who pulled out? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, actually saying that, the very first time you and I met, which was at the uh, the Earl's Court uh, show where Cena and Michaels went and nearly an hour, we were in that little drinks thing. I don't know if you remember, there was like a little drinks reception thing that we went to. And no, te- I won't remember it. So, so, so finish, finish that, I won't remember it then. <laughs> they were dark years. They were very, very good. They're very good. I don't remember most of those years. Yeah, you were... You were uh, <laughs> I think you were still with Radio 1 then. So it was... Yeah, so it could have been in the... Uh, in those years. Um, but we were... There was a table set up and there was blatantly going to be some people come in and do some signings and we were all convinced it would be Scotty Too Hotty and they'd pie us off with someone like that. And actually it was it was the Hardy Boys and Mick Foley. We couldn't believe our luck that we had some uh, actual talent. Not, not that we mean any disrespect towards Scotty Too Hotty, except we do. Um, yeah, no, so- no, exactly. No, normally it's like... Ladies and gentlemen, some WWE superstars and WWE viewers want to sign your autographs tonight. Here's Teddy Long and... <laughs> Kelly Kelly <laughs> the uh, the apparently returning Kelly Kelly Paul's convinced that she's going to be returning at Wrestlemania I I, I am convinced too oh okay I just want to see if she looks a little bit like um, what's her face from um, uh, keeping up appearances now the sister Hyson sister <laughs> <laughs> uh, which one is it I can't, I can't I know the one you mean oh, the, the, yeah. one married to not, um, not Mrs. Fortescue uh, the one, <laughs> but she's oh, um, it, she's in Emmerdale now, though, isn't she? She's a little old woman with a yeah. little hat in Emmerdale. I don't know, I don't know where, uh, I don't know her name in there. Keeping up appearances. That's what this is generated to. How many minutes have we been going here? About seven minutes, and we're already doing uh, mid '90s television comedies. That's our uh, our zone of Richard, reference, so. Richard, 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 Richard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! Um, let me try and wrestle this back to uh, to actual wrestling, if I can. We need to talk about some uh, some WrestleManias. And um, before we get on to some stuff about uh, this year, um, Joel, me and you have been to one WrestleMania together. How many have you been to in total? About three, four. Uh, four. Four. Do you know when I listen to your podcast and people go, "Yes, mate, I've been to four. I've been to five. There were twelve, fourteen, nineteen, and twenty-six. I go. I, I can't remember um, which, which ones they are. Um, the two that had the Undertaker versus um, Shawn Michaels, which I was convinced was a dog in a match because I couldn't see anything. Uh, and you watch it back and go, it's one of the best of all time. That was um, 25, that was, that was with me, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's memorable. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what else? Was it 25, 26 or was it 24, 25? It was 25, 26. Anyway, there's, yeah, there was one earlier than that and a couple later. Terrific. That's an in-depth... Uh, so there you go. So look forward to... When's the book coming you know out? Uh, Joel Ross is autobiography. Yeah. If you ever write an autobiography, do you know Do you know who the biggest benefactor of that is? Me. Because you'll get well, this me. twat. You'll get, no, no, you'll get... No, because you'll get me to write it because you won't remember anything. So I'll have to, I'll have no, to write don't. all no, the bits no, in between no. and take what? 20%. It'll start in t- 1977 and um, there'll, be, there'll be loads of stories that, that I just can't remember up until about 2016 and then go, yeah, anyway, then, uh, then he bought a house... <laughs> he bought a house and was and was and was skint and couldn't couldn't, yeah. uh, couldn't go through the uh, through the wine no, on the right, podcast right, routine. Right, just, 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 just all right, all right, all right, Rob. Cheers, cheers. You know, am I paying for the Skype call or what? <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, on that subject, um, I did say to Paul um, in the old days when we used to do the. Uh, the epic one-sided rings. I'd call Joel and go, we only want to do about 45 minutes, mate. And about three and a half hours later, we were still talking. Um, but it always used to be the, uh, the the interest for the listener was about what particular wine you were drinking and how much more controversial your opinions would be later on in the podcast. So uh, we need to find out uh, what wine is the is the Vander choice tonight. 
Well, can I just say, I'm, I'm just about to enjoy my second energy drink, uh, which is um, 39p, Energy Tropical uh, okay. from B&M Bargains, B&M Home Bargains. But I do have a little bit of Jacob's Creek Pinot Noir Classic, 3.99 reduced to 2.99, about to be cracked open. That is absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Your bargains are there to be had. Um, Paul, I'm going to test you with a quiz question early on here. Do you know what ABC means? No. Joel, tell him. Anything but Chardonnay. That is the rule. If you're drinking white wine, <laughs> that is the first ever rule that Joel taught me, and uh, I've remembered it all this time. Is there ABC, well, anything but that's Chardonnay? That's totally fine. Sat, my wife subscribes wholly to that rule in, 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 its, in its exactment. She'll drink any white wine except yeah. Chardonnay. So we're any, our house is an yeah. ABC household. Well, I feel, yeah, I feel we're now... ABC, ABC household, or, or the same thing is nowadays. I just drink red wine. Hello, guys, I just drink red wine. I just drink red wine now, so it's uh, it's a bit like the women, as long as it's warm and wet. <laughs> well, just and, just to and you're, not, and you're not willing to pay more than the fiver. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 4 Well, my, my, my red wine drinking has gone by the way. So most podcasts that we do, I've had a bottle of red wine to keep me company. But tonight I've gone with a couple of bottles of my very, very favourite Brewdog Punk IPA because I was meant to drink them over the weekend and they stayed refrigerated and untouched. So I thought I'm going to crack these out on the podcast tonight. So they are okay. the greatest beer in the world. Right, well, do you know what I'm doing right now? Go on. Go on. I didn't ask actually, I'm just making yeah. my blueapron.com, which is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just thinking that we now stand that this is in the uh, in the spirit of the Bruce Pritchard podcast with the uh, the Miller time or the the Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, Broken Skull IPA. I'm just going to say that I'm uh, just cracking open my second uh, bottle of uh, Peroni Nastro Zero gluten free beer, which is very nice. Uh, none of these things uh, at the moment sponsor us. So if you are listening, guys, and you know where uh, you know where to find us, um, we are. Well, I'm, I'm, wait, I'm waiting for a, a couple of years' time when you start doing a sponsorship and 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 the way you crowbar them in there for no apparent reason. about what we're up to this Sunday, which is breaking our records for the most people we've ever had to the house shows across eight venues all around the UK. We've got quizzes, we've got fancy dress costumes, we've got all sorts of good stuff coming for you this Sunday. Paul, tell us where people can buy their tickets and where we're off to. Thank you, Rob. Yep, as always, guys, you can buy your tickets from ringsideworld.co.uk. Um, we've got eight parties, um, as you've heard me speak about over the last few weeks. We've got London and Brighton, which will be held at walkabout bars in the respective places. And then we're doing six shooter sports bars in Manchester, Leeds, Liverpool, Cardiff, Nottingham and Birmingham. The Manchester event is completely sold out in the main room we have tickets left in the overspill uh, party that we'll get to later in the podcast I'll tell you a bit more about that um, but one thing I did want to talk to um, our loyal How customers about is our quiz yes now as as yes you Rob, Rob's favourite part of the night arguably um, and one that tends to go down really really well is something that people look forward to some people come just for the quiz um, and what we wanted to do this time we always tell people what the topics are ahead of time and we've been asked about it today um, Monday the 27th is record- recording so I said you know what listen to the podcast listen to the podcast that we record tonight and we'll give you the topic so as a reward for people listening here are those topics so 
we've got four rounds, ten questions each, forty in total. Um, our first round traditionally is a spotlight round um, featuring one particular wrestler in the past. It's been Brock Lesnar. Uh, we've had AJ Styles on there, John Cena. Um, this time out, we are going with Kurt Angle. Um, good, by then, it will choice. be the Hall of Famer. Yep, I thought so. Hall of Famer Kurt Angle by the time the quiz comes around. So 10 questions all about the career of Kurt Angle. Round two, um, it's not the most... Um, not the most off the wall topic we're going to do a Wrestlemania round <gasps> so yep shock horror mate originality just struck me in the middle of the night we're going to do all 10 questions on Wrestlemania past and present um, then again using equal amounts of creativity round 3 is going to go for a general knowledge I like that I can hear Rob I can hear that's a sort of um, it's a sort of very postmodern take on a round where they're expecting you to do something and then you go yeah general knowledge that works yeah, hey, we every, everything needs to. Uh, there's got to be a place for all these random questions that I think of and you think of. Just give you proper credit over the weeks and months, and we've got to. They can't all go in a specialist round, so we need a round to showcase those. So that's the general knowledge round. Yeah. Um, and then the fourth round, it was a little bit more creative. We're going with a, a round called Championship Reigns. Um, yep. So this one, um, we've got a sequence of championship reigns um, one of one of the holders will be blank so for instance the question might say um, Smackdown tag team champions in 2016 Heath Slater and Rhino uh, was it the, we went after those guys Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton blank so you have to and say course, whoever the other team that won the, the titles not necessarily it's not necessarily in order are they it's, it's the one that's there that's left out of that particular section if you were correct, li- listing correct. everyone that had won let's say the intercontinental championship in 1992 we would list everyone that won it within those uh, those calendar months and the one that we've left off will be the uh, the answer for the point that sounds that's, what we're talking about Actually, mate, no, I'll have to correct you there. It's um, it is so it's a sequence. Okay. It's not always going to be a full year. It can just be a chunk of a year. Oh, okay. So there'll be there'll be four or five guys in a row, and there'll be a blank in the spot where that title holder was, um, and they will um, they'll be the answer. Okay. There so we, there we um, have it. Yep. So all um, so you need to do if you're coming to one of our parties is learn the entire history of every single title that WWE's ever had in its existence. I don't see how that's yeah. a problem, to be honest. Well, well, to be honest, some of the guys that do well in these quizzes, I wouldn't actually put that past them. <laughs> that's true, actually. <laughs> no googling allowed, of course. Um, we uh, we trust uh, the people in our venues. Very self-policing. Um, we would like to stress that if you do see some uh, shenanigans going on, you uh, feel free to uh, to interject. But I think, generally speaking, we have quite a, a fair-minded people. Um, just quickly, while we're still on the parties, uh, just one more note: uh, the fancy dress element. Um, once again, I saw a couple of questions come in on the social media this week. Do I have to dress up? They don't have to, Paul, do they? Absolutely not. You come in whatever you feel comfortable wearing. Some people love coming in fancy dress because you can come along and celebrate being a wrestling fan, wear that costume that you've always wanted to wear and get a big, great cheer and a pop for it. Other people want to come in a wrestling shirt. Other people just want to come in jeans and a T-shirt. Richie Peepee, three-piece suit. Um, whatever, whatever makes you, whatever you want to wear is cool by us. Please turn up in something. We don't encourage nakedness. Um, but apart Midian. from that, pretty, pretty much anything goes. Naked Midian, you know, if you want to come 
as naked Midian as a costume, then we will question your sanity, but probably let you in cons- as long as there's a thong. And then at 4am, 4, um, 4 we will hand you over to the Metropolitan. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, massively encourage people to come in fancy dress. It really makes for such a great atmosphere. It is really one of the best things about our party. But there is absolutely zero obligation. What would you say, Rob? It's probably about generally about thirty percent of people come in fancy dress, roughly. Um, I think it's slightly under that in London because we have such a, a, a large crowd that comes. But we always have a, a big, big chunk. And listen, if you if you come in fancy dress, we are not forcing you to join in the fancy dress competition. You don't have to. Some people are just happy to come along in the fancy dress and not join in. Others like to throw themselves in with a chance of winning some prizes. We haven't really gone into that, so. Um, I want to just draw a little line under the under the parties for now, but just to say, prizes available for quizzes, fancy dress, etc. Paul, some brilliant prizes that we haven't given away before, and talk quickly about our game WWE 2K17 competitions as well. Yep, we've got um, we've got basically we have a WWE tournament in each of our venues other than Nottingham and Brighton. Sorry guys, we couldn't get that to your venues this time, but we will next time if these are successful. Basically, we're going we're gonna to start these tournaments at 8.30 um, with a qualifying period. So you'll get a challenge set as a single player. They're all free to enter. You get a challenge set. And in this case, the challenge is going to be, um, you've got to be Seth Rollins. The computer will be set to be Triple H. And you've got to beat Triple H by whatever means you can. If by, uh, I can't remember, it's 9.30 or 10 o'clock, one of the two, if you are one of the top 16 times um, in accomplishing that feat, you oh, will go through to the beat the clock in the qualifying round you will go through to the single elimination tournament to decide who is the best um, WWE video game player at each of our venues Uh, prizes include um, tickets to future how parties um, video game uh, store vouchers Um, we're even going to do a frame poster for each of the venues that we're at so we've got these really lovely pieces of artwork that Sam Ibrahim does for us they usually get kind of discarded after the event but we've printed and framed a copy each for our tournament winners so you'll get one of those um, Rob will even sign it for you in London if you wish so you've got a cracking cracking prize package um, and I think it makes it well worth participating especially because there's no entrance fee and, and well worth having a good laugh even if you're not very good it's well worth giving it a go as Paul says no entrance fee um, previously we had been advertising that there was some money to, to in, enter that competition uh, we've had a revisal we want to give it something back to you so we're, we're taking away the entrance fee if you have already paid you will be or already have been refunded so don't worry if you, uh, you're saying no entrance fee but I've paid don't worry about it it's all in hand and just finally um, the quiz and the fancy dress some other prizes and including I'd say some of our best prizes ever wouldn't you? Well, absolutely. I've already announced it on social that the top prize for the fancy dress parties in all the venues will be tickets to WWE or NXT live events throughout the country in May and June. So absolutely well worth making the effort. Think about that, folks. Just by coming along and watching WrestleMania with some fellow wrestling fans and having a good time, just by putting a bit of effort into your fancy dress costume, you could win tickets to live WWE house shows as our guest so that's um, a pretty cool thing uh, I think one last time Paul where can people get those tickets from we can sell you a ticket on ringsideworld.co.uk anyway 
Fandango. I'd love to hear about your story about uh, last time you went to Dublin. In the meantime, though, let me tell you about TrueCar.com. <laughs> <laughs> but... I, I still don't understand that advert. TrueCar... TrueCar.com. What? So it shows what people in your area have paid for the car that you want to buy as well. Well, I'm sure that's what Google's for. I'm still uh, looking forward to the uh, the dyslexic read when you end up talking about DPD yoga, which is uh, yoga for regular oh. delivery drivers. Just, hey. to, uh, just to help you through. Uh, Good morning. When your back goes, when you're bending down for those parcels. Anyway, should we get onto some wrestling? I keep promising that, but we're going to actually try to. Um, let's have a. WrestleMania is uh, is coming up very very shortly. It's this weekend. Um, I know that uh, sometimes we all sort of fluctuate in and out with our wrestling viewing and stuff. Uh, but are you looking forward to WrestleMania, Joel? Is is this a particular mania that you're uh, excited for? Do you always watch WrestleMania and get a bit excited because it's the big show? Uh, yeah, I think I think this year, I think this year completely. I think because uh, and Paul will will agree with this. I think we've grown up a hell of a lot as well, and um, we're doing different jobs as well now. You're not as as involved and it's not like oh you're involved and you know what's going on but before you, you used to have a couple of insiders or a couple of guys you go is, is this happening is this happening oh you'd look at the betting like I've heard you talk about before and go I don't look at the betting anymore because if I look at the betting you know Randy Orton wins a Royal Rumble and I cry and then I just get really pissed off by watching it um, now I, you watch it for what it is and I think it's a really really sad thing but um, I think uh, the best television show that's not on the television is Talking Smack Okay. Here, here. I, 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 I think um, The Miz I mean this is me being weird The Miz has been unbelievable I thought the Cena stuff with The Miz has been unbelievable and I'm really really looking forward to it and I think you mentioned it on your podcast last time um, the end of that is doesn't matter who wins at the end of it there's a proposal there and then you don't know where it goes from there and you just go I could see how this see he's not being a fancy booker but at the same time you're watching it just like a punter as opposed to going oh I need to talk about this oh, I need to text somebody and find out is this person coming in because a few years ago I got to the point of just going who's, who's returning you know if CM Punk's not, if CM Punk's not on the show I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not watching it you know I, I got so really cheesed off when uh, Daniel Bryan didn't win uh, against Sheamus and it was at 12 seconds or whatever and that was what you know the match that I wanted to see going oh god this is whereas now I'm watching it going yeah, it was good. Oh, you, oh, I loved that bit. Oh, that was great. I'm watching it like a proper fan again, which is uh, which is great. Well, I look forward to um, proposing Sheamus versus Daniel Bryan for WrestleMania 28 in the uh, WrestleMania mixtape in about 20 minutes' time. That should be uh... well. Okay, okay, okay. The, the 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 only one I go for, and this is the only time I'll do it. Right, and we had this before about are we going to get um, Brock Lesnar um, back to WWE? And I was one day out, and um, oh yeah, we had a little bit about that. <laughs> we did. Shall I explain that one? Go on. It was. Um, I seem to recall that uh, out you had. Was it some insider info? Or, well, I can't remember where it was. But you, Joel, basically said to me he was absolutely convinced that um, it was going to be Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. So we agreed to have a wager on it. And then the closer it got, I even I even lessened the wager and said, as long as Brock is back before WrestleMania, I'll pay up. And when did he return, Joel? Day after WrestleMania. Day, day after. So uh, yeah. I seem to remember it was uh, around about a hundred pounds or something in the, in that sort, yes. of, uh, that and, sort and, of area. And also, I believe that if if you go down your high street today and see a uh, an old uh, Woolworths or Debenhams that is now a Paddy Power, I've paid for that. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that's that. But I tell you what, next year, and I said one time I mentioned this, next year it will be Samoa Joe, AJ Styles. I I would second that. 
I think we'd all be happy with and, that one. Shall we, shall we all agree to WWE? Make, we'll make a WWE by Ring of Honor as well. Bring Daniels in. Just to, just to do it. I mean, they'll all be 75 at that point. Just to you know, do it. <laughs> not really an ultimate X match, just a, an X match. That is worth remembering, actually, with Daniels, is that, you know, we talk, we talk about how long that um, yeah, AJ Styles and Joe have been around and they're getting their chance. Daniels has probably got 10 or 12 years on them, hasn't he? I would have thought Daniels yeah. is easily into his mid to late 40s, isn't he, by now? So it's like, it's incredible just how good he is, considering uh, I, how long he's been around. I think, he, I think he's 45, and if you guys want to bet, I would bet that this time in 18 months, Christopher, Christopher Daniels is living in Orlando with a WWE performance shirt on most yeah, days. Great shout. Yeah, he's yeah. the new Adam no, Pearce. Just... Yeah. That's, a, that's a great shout, but also, also as I've mellowed a lot of, uh, uh, over the last couple of years, um, I'm so pleased for AJ and uh, Samoa Joe, just to get that I wish they'd gone there 10 years earlier but just to see them both now you know one dude about to fly high on Raw and the other, di- the other guy's just unbelievable on Smackdown um, I'm just so chuffed that those two boys have got their um, their worth finally I'm actually slightly split on what you've just said there in terms of going there 10 years thanks ago. Rob have a great day bye bye <laughs> Joe I agree with because I think Joe I mean, he's still doing the best work of his career in terms of the attitude he's bringing. He's still a great worker, all that kind of thing. But I do think he's not quite as nimble as he was. He, you know, he's, he's, the bump card's taken some toll on him. AJ, I think, is at his very best now. I don't think he's ever been any better. I think his year or two in, Ring of, uh, in uh, New Japan just made him more well-rounded. He was good in TNA, he was a good wrestler, but there was not a lot more than just his wrestling you could hang your hat on. Now, I think he's a tremendous all-rounder. All right, the, the, the two old guys that are doing the best work of their careers, in my opinion, and it's not, you know, it's, it, no, nobody's saying, no. well, wow, I never thought of that, uh, Jericho and AJ. Absolutely. I, 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 I believe they're doing their best work that they've ever done, and, and, and both of them, um, you can pull up anything from the past and go. I mean, I thought one of the best feeds of all time was uh, Jericho and Shawn Michaels. Agreed. Um, with uh, Rebecca. Um, Sean's Sean's wife um, when he punched her and I thought that was one of the best of all time and I think the stuff with Kevin Owens I, just, I think Cherokee is just a master now and I don't know if, it, if the standard's lower or whatever but I love Kevin Owens as well and, and he has helped make him into a star um, but you said on a previous podcast that um, what was it a guy with a funny a, a funny chest and a fat guy yeah that's what I, I said that last week yeah because I, yeah, well, I, was, I was saying it as um, if anyone hasn't listened to me say that I'm not saying that disparagingly what I said was, um, if anyone's tuning in from the outside, they see someone like John Cena or a more mainstream thing like the Cena Miz feud, and they're interested in it because of that. If they look at Cena, uh, they look at Owens versus Jericho, and they're not familiar with them. They see a slightly older guy with a funny chest versus a fat guy. And now we both know that Owens and Jericho are both absolutely fantastic in their own way and for lots of different reasons. But the, the public that aren't used to watching wrestling, at first glance, would not see either of them. Um, uh, you know, it's they wouldn't be quite as into them immediately. It would take a bit more time to to win them over. I think the way you've described uh, Jericho and Kevin Owens is a bit like me and you on pint number fourteen on Dean's Get Locks in Manchester. <laughs> Again, <laughs> actually, that's quite a, that is a good point. Maybe we should. I think uh, next time I'm up, we'll do that pose. I think. That, yeah, I think, yeah, but I, th- I think your chest is very funny. 
<laughs> yes, okay, yeah, because Sky clearly wasn't the Kevin Owens in that uh, in that comparison. Um, let's, in fact, we're on that match. We're going to talk about WrestleMania matches um, uh, for this particular show. We're going to talk about the four main Raw matches of the ones we're going to get to today. And on our list is Jericho versus Owens, so it's a nice segue in. So let, let's have a little chat about that one. In fact, I'll go to you, Paul. Um, Joel's already basically said that that's one of the matches he's most looking for at this WrestleMania. Um, big J- Jericho fan of his work at the moment. Um, do you stand by that? I know we talked a few weeks ago on the uh, on the podcast about how much you enjoyed the uh, the Festival of Friendship. Has, has it kept up? your level of interest to this point yeah it has and the reason it has is because they've kept it simmering they haven't tried to cram it down people's throats they haven't tried to have it in main event segments or anything like that you know there's been no net there's been no need to keep um these guys facing off against each other in tag matches and really getting things going too early they've just had it percolate nicely and now you can believe that when we come to wrestlemania these two guys want to rip each other's heads off just as if they'd, they'd had that festival of friendship last week. And it's going to be a brilliant match. Like, as Joel said, Jericho's never been better, in my opinion. Kevin Owens is absolutely brilliant when he gets going and when he's not saddled with being this cowardly heel champion and he's a vicious killer like we're going to see at WrestleMania. Uh, obvi- I, my my prediction, if you want, is that Owens is going to walk out the US champion. I don't think that's too sort of out there to predict that. But I think this will be the best match on the card, hands down. Joel, concur? I completely agree. With this is really boring, but I completely agree with what Paul said. Uh, I, I, I'm just looking forward to it. And I, and I love when the, the list from Jericho. I think that is great. If you explain to somebody, imagine a new talent saying, I've got a great idea. You know, I'm going to have a clipboard and you're on the list. They look at you like you are completely stupid. It takes one hell of a time to get that over. And the times and times and times he kept saying about my best friend this is my best friend this is my best friend so for new viewers you know you, you go they're best friends but for us pessimistic old gits they go we know where this is going we know where this is going and they kept teasing and teasing and teasing to where it was going and it went there eventually so it was predictable the way it turned out but at the same time I thought the festival of friendship was was unbelievably brilliant I, I, I really did I, I sat there with my girlfriend and watched it and she hates wrestling and I, and I watched them going look, 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 look what's going to happen the, the same thing as well the, the, the shark cage we've seen it done a million times you know the ending of that match but you watch it and you go these two are world class and the fact that Kevin Owens can cut a better promo and he's only been speaking English for about five years than most of the roster combined is is unbelievable and this is the highlight for me I mean this is this is my my main event for me um, it, it's it's the match that I want to see. But you look look at that and you put it on paper from five years ago. Kevin Owens versus Chris Jericho. I I I, I was still yeah whatever. But the way it's been built up, and I I really think that this is one of those times where you look at the two guys, and they've obviously had the hand in it as well. It doesn't sound like it's been scripted by a writer. It looks like Jericho's gone. I'll take this. I'll take this. What do you think, Owens? Let, let's go with it. Let's be proper guys about this. I, th- I think it's brilliant. Yeah, thirded, because I think we, we know that Jericho's got history for that, because we've talked before about the um, the Jericho-Shawn Michaels um, feud from 2008, which both guys have basically suggested that they scripted as it went along. Um, I think they probably tr- they trust Jericho enough to, um, to do that kind of thing. And yeah, I don't think when they put these two together that they necessarily thought, 
WrestleMania match. They probably thought it was a thing they could do for a little while, break them up, do a match before that. Do you not think? No, I, I don't no, think no, so. I, I, I think I, it was... I, no, I, I, I think anytime Jericho wants to do something, and, and and everybody says, you know, oh Jericho's brilliant, Jericho's brilliant. Every time he comes back, he, he he's, he, he's 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 different, he's whatever. I think the only the only dud when he came back was when he didn't do the talking thing. He came back with the flashing jacket and didn't do the talking. And for me, that didn't really work. And I think that was one of those ones that you go, okay. Everything else, he, I think he's, he's so clever. He sees things two or three steps ahead of us. And, and he's, he's seen this, this guy. I know how good he is, right? I, I, I consider this Kevin Owens thing. I'll make him a star sort of thing. And it's not that he's picked, he's not picked a diamond in the rough because Kevin Owens is always going to be a, be a big star. You know, like you say, Rob, and, uh, he, he doesn't like a fat out of shape guy, but without watching Ring of Honor, you know how good and talented he is. Yes, immediately. And, and he just has that sense of, you know, you don't need to watch him for very long to just get that he has um, a grasp on his character. And that once you watch one of his matches, yeah, you, you soon forget that he's a... Let's face it. I'm not being when I say this. I'm not being derogatory because I'm a pretty fat bloke myself. He's a fat bloke. Oh yes, yes, and, and yes. You, and you yes, watch him, yes, and he yes. clearly is. But you forget it really quickly. And as you saying yes in a rather high pitched manner, but it's the same thing about Daniel Bryan. Is you? He is a short guy. He is shorter than I am. But then when you see him on TV, you completely forget he's a short guy because he's so so good and everything he does looks realistic. This is the whole point about the um, putting the. Uh, you know, the, if, if you if a match was won by you know what you look like, then Sid would would still be world champion. I think it would have been world champion for twenty years because he looked like a mean bastard until he tried to hit someone, and then he looked ridiculous. And I think and Lex Luger would be number one contender. Exactly, and it's like but the, the pair of them couldn't throw a punch. You know, and so maybe they you know maybe they're, they're the two that taught Shane. I don't know, but um, I think that um, the fact that as a character can just turn you so quickly and just get you into something so quickly. And I think we will talk about our WrestleMania mixtape soon, but I think that fiction, that fictional person that hasn't watched wrestling before, that's watched that mixtape to get to this point, um, they're the kind of person that would watch Jericho and Owens for the first two minutes and go, this is ridiculous, and after a 25-minute match, you're going to go, that was absolutely magnificent, because it told a story, it looked realistic, and I'm sure they'll um, do a grand job of it. Um, any uh, any final predictions on it? Does it does it matter who wins to you, Joel? Is it just about the, the story on this one, or do you think it's the right thing to do to for Owens win? If you do a podcast, you've got to go. It doesn't matter because Jericho's leaving, um, and he's got a tour with Fozzie. Um, but it doesn't. It doesn't. I don't know why uh, there were DJs in the eighties there. But it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't matter who wins. I think it'll be just a phenomenal match. Uh, I think it'll be great. Um, I know it's not the big one that uh, Paul's looking forward to. I did hear him say, and I, I've got to disagree with him. Um, I'm not talking about his day, but I thought I could, I've got to bring it up. Um, he's mostly excited for AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon. I am indeed. I'm a Shane McMahon maniac. Just, just. I, look, I, 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 I like Shane. I, I like Shane, but is this not a waste of AJ Styles? Yeah, it is. I think it is. <laughs> you, you, you heard the debate last week, so I'm not going to go over it all again. But um, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not going to it. But I'm just, I'm just thinking, if if, if say you're going to waste Cena in a in a Miz match, which which many people have talked about, which oh, I, I don't agree I, with. I, I, well, that's what I said last week. So that's that's two. That's yeah. two, two strikes. Yeah. Yeah. So gang up. It's bullying them, Paul. Hey, don't be a bully. Don't be a clown. Um, be a star. Be a star. Um, but but, <laughs> but but what 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 Shane got to do? Shane's now at that point where. I don't like him as much as to go, please don't kill yourself. I'm just thinking, 
please kill yourself and don't be on the television anymore. Uh, I've got that point with Shane now. And I'm just thinking, I'd so rather see Shane. Um, stick him in the three-way with, uh, with with somebody else. Just, 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 just oh, come on, please. You or, know, just, or just don't have him wrestle. That's the, that's the, the yeah, yeah. The idea that you have to crowbar him in there somewhere, I think is, uh, listen, I'm not, I'm not down on it. I think it'll be a reasonable amount of fun. But when people talk about bringing back legends, I have no problem with Goldberg being on this show. I have no problem with Triple H having a match or Undertaker because there's a bit of longevity about them being through. The Shane thing last year was thrown in because they needed something for Taker and Shane coming back was a bit of a shock and it kind of worked and it kind of didn't. Um, now, I think <laughs> but, but, it's wholly unnecessary now. Wholly unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, and, and also, uh, he won't dye his hair and looks older than his dad. There we go. That's their expert, uh, but, expert advice from someone but, but, who knows, hey, ladies and gentlemen. We've stop that. You can use Just for Men AutoStop, <laughs> where one application will only cost you $2.99. And you can subscribe right now at dollarshaveclub.com. Along with razors, we have food cards. <laughs> <laughs> we know who to go to, and we need to. Uh, we won't do our own reads like some podcasts do. We'll just uh, we'll get we'll get Joel into uh, to do those. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go on to another match. Let's let's take. Um, uh, I just mentioned. Uh, Undertaker being on this show. Let's let's talk about Reigns and Undertaker. Um, let's start off by asking you, Joel, what's your stance on Roman Reigns? Everyone seems to have an opinion one way or another. It's either the backlash, which is the uh, the suggestion that he's overpushed and he's no good, and then there's the backlash to the backlash, which is people going, no, he's actually really good. Um, where are you? Are you on another step? Are you the backlash to the backlash to the backlash? Roman Reigns is Nicholas Bender. <laughs> okay, let's see, let's see where this goes. No, no, that's all I've got. He, he, um, he showed so much, now has long hair, and he's not very good. Um, okay. I, just, it, it, I, I get it. I, I, I get it from a, from a business point of view. He's, he's, he's decent. I mean, he's, 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 he's decent, but it's the old thing about don't shove him down my throat. If you look at the, all, all the guys that people love, your CM Punk, your Daniel Bryan, and they were never thrown down your throat. I guarantee if CM Punk and Daniel Bryan were thrown down your throats, people would be exactly the same as they are to Roman Reigns. It's just the fact that he is being pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. You will like this guy. You will like this guy. You know what Vince is like. You know, goddamn pal, he's, 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 he's got a puke. He's, he's got to be the, the the biggest star in the world, according to Vince. Um, and and it's it's not 1984 anymore. You, you can't you can't do that. Punters have got brains. You you choose who you want to choose. And just because he's you know six and a half feet tall and ripped and and what have you, look, he seems. An, do you know what? He seems a really nice guy as well. He smells really nice as well. <laughs> um, he's, he, everybody you've spoken to always says he smells of coconut but just humanise him don't make him into a superhero I think he'd have got over a lot better if they really publicised the fact that he got um, a wellness policy violation but done it correctly as opposed to apologising I I think some of the lads would have gone yeah yeah or if he gets caught if he gets caught going out doing something wrong it humanises him but as a male, you know what it's like. He's a good-looking lad. The guys instantly look at him and go, "Don't like you." He, no, you know, he, he, he might. You know, don't like you because the missus goes, "Oh God, he's all oh, got one mind a bit of him." So instantly, there's there's the blokes. And if you're a girl, 
who 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 likes wrestling, knows of wrestling, goes, he's shit, isn't he? So th- that's the thing. I mean, he's, he's not bad by any means. He, he, he's a good upper mid-card guy. And he probably would be a world champion on his own merit. But the fact that you that you have the Shield and you have Ambrose and Seth Rollins, who uh, Seth Rollins is a different league to him, by the way. And I think I think but he's a skinny little five foot ten guy. Joel, let me let me ask you this: Are you I don't know Are you an MMA fan? Uh, not massively. Uh, I dip in and dip out. Um, so so you're familiar? You'll get this analogy anyway. Roman Reigns is John Jones. Yeah. Right. When John Jones was coming up in MMA, Rob, I don't know how much you know about this, but John Jones came yeah, up yeah. and made sort of making the grade in about 2009, 10-ish, and people loved him because he was he was kind of just there, hugely talented, on his way to the top. That was Roman Reigns in the Shield. Then UFC got behind him, pushed him, pushed him, pushed him. He turned him into Mr. Goody Two Shoes, and they, the fans turned on him, despised him. And like Joel says, he gets a couple of a couple of drink driving busts, couple of couple of cocaine busts, and suddenly he's the biggest box office draw, not called Conor McGregor or Ronda Rousey. And it's yeah, just and I, it, you're talking about John Jones here, by the way. I am. I Pro- am. Pronouns, pal. So pronouns, <laughs> <laughs> pal. Yeah. And, it, and it's, uh, it's really jealous. straightforward. <laughs> it's really straightforward, you know. It's like it's like in the world of music. You know, your band can be the most talented or least talented band in the world. People like to think they've discovered someone. And it's and if a record company spends millions of dollars pushing an act, then they become you know the wanted. Um, and fans want to discover that and claim ownership of it, just like they do with CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, and that's why they get behind them because they've got ownership of those guys, they've got a stake in it. Whereas Roman Reigns is is the the, the guy who's front and center on top of the pops. And the sooner that WWE realise that if they just take their foot off the pedal on him, let him turn heel, let him get popular without this big rocket up his ass, then they'll have a megastar on their hands. It's so straightforward. I, I, I... I, I completely I completely agree with that. I mean, it, it, you mentioned the wanted, which are owned by the company that I work for, um, and uh, and that, that you know individually they're really really nice guys. But you look at someone like One Direction, you go, Harry Styles, he's got a little bit about him. He lo- looks like he'd probably do your misses or he'd bring a, bring a bird around your house and let you have a go on her, and you, you feel like you can have a drink with him, and he'd stay over on his on your couch. So he's got a sort of likability factor, as opposed to a couple of them where you go, oh he's a bit clean cut and he's good looking. You know, does that make any sense whatsoever? It does. It that makes more sense to me. I think I got the sense that you two were enjoying that conversation, knowing that I had zero clue who either John Jones or the Wanted are. Let's again drag this back to the match in question: Reigns versus Les, uh, Reigns versus Undertaker. Is this just as big a match for Undertaker as it is for Roman Reigns? Joel, what is the last good Undertaker WrestleMania match? Because I think it's been a little while. Uh, it'd be Sean, wouldn't it? Probably the second Sean match. Um, I'm, no, I'm probably, yeah. CM, CM Punk. I'm CM Punk. I'm thinking the CM Punk match was a decent one. Yeah, it was. It was, it was decent, but it was, it was nowhere near. Nowhere no, no, near. Nowhere near. Nowhere near greatness. Nowhere but, near. Nowhere near was the second short match. No, I know, but it was a good match. It was my point is it was a good match, but yeah, since no, then, no, 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 okay, 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 all right. I'm, I'm looking at greatness. Yeah, I'm looking at you know five star. No, we're, no, we're yeah, not okay, talking greatness all time. We're talking the next level down. But um, since then, Taker Lesnar obviously is historic. But it wasn't good, and we've seen. No, it, Ta- it was awful. And we've seen Taker versus Bray Wyatt. Um, what, what, what am I missing out? I'm missing out one in between somewhere. Oh, Taker versus Shane, of course, from last year. So, uh, I think, in a little way, going back a year or so, 
Jericho beating AJ Styles, which wasn't which was a surprise, actually makes you go into this WrestleMania thinking, oh, Jericho could beat Owens, and it gives you a little bit more, um, you know, of an intangibility yeah. in that match. This you're now starting to get to the point with Taker where you think, well, this is going to be the sort of plodding legend spot, and he's going to do the sit up and the, you know, the the old school and all that kind of thing, and we're going to boo Roman, and then we're going to move on. I'm not sure wrestling Undertaker is quite as much of a cachet as it used to be, because the last two, anyway, really haven't lived up. And Lesnar would have been over anyway. Well, it, it, right. It, if you can't beat Undertaker right now, so so if you think about it, and many people have, have talked about this, and I've spoken to my circle of friends, if Roman Reigns destroys the Undertaker he's there he's the biggest heel of all time Undertaker retires I retired the Undertaker brilliant here we are Agreed. he then becomes The Rock whereas he, he, he does a year and a half of being the biggest heel ever and lives off that um, and then you know turns turns face and then Vince gets what he wants hopefully I think that's the that's the, the logical that, step that, that, that's you know I don't get the I'm not the good guy I'm not, I'm not a good guy I'm not a bad guy I'm the guy and all that and you just think oh somebody's come up with that in a, in a, in a cliche class um, but do, I, you, do you think what you just suggested is going to happen or is it more likely yeah. that Reigns beats Undertaker and then they shake hands afterwards and we have another summer of Reigns trying to be a, a good guy because I think that's way more likely I think what you've just suggested is perfect that's exactly what I would do it's the, it is the best way of, of fast tracking Reigns to being hated is him smashing up the Undertaker showing no respect middle finger to everybody I'm a bad guy but I don't think I think Undertaker is going to lift his hand at the end and point to him like Hogan did towards Warrior at WrestleMania 6 no I, 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 it, 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 I think it's very different now and, and you know what's going to happen I'll, I'll be listening to this back going um, oh yeah you know what's happened uh, they should go with that they, they, they will they, they will go with that if they've got any sense they're not as stupid as they used to be you know they, they understand that people have got brains nowadays I I'd go, I'd go with that all day long Paul, if you the take the wins um, you see I look at this in two ways see like if we if we work on the assumption this is Undertaker's last match, then I think it's a damn shame that we never got Cena Taker. Um, obviously, it was on well, well rumored that it was on the cards for last year until Cena got injured. But obviously, if that's the case, then they come to this this year. If the plan was Cena Taker and then Taker Reigns, you can see the cogs wearing in Vince's head where he goes right. Do I go back to Cena Taker or? If this is Undertaker's last match, do I have to go with that Reigns Taker match that I want to get in before he retires? And it looks that's the, like that's the way they've gone. If that's the case, I would like to believe that they have some sort of big plan for that, and it's not just to have that handshake at the end. I'd like to think that this is the catalyst for Roman Reigns turning heel because, let's be honest, he's be, you know, he's been in, featured. But he's been treading water since well before SummerSlam. He's been treading water, and I just feel it, it feels to me like they are putting him in place where they've had him cool off, and you're not going to expect this turn. Um, you know, if, if it had been the height of his popularity, maybe, but I just think this is the, this is them trying to take us by surprise, and I think we're going to get that sort of Batista type turn where he just gets pissed off and frustrated and destroys Taker maybe I'm being a bit sort of naive and hoping rather than expecting but that's what I'm going with anyway I think a little bit of hope over expectation is sometimes okay but we'll uh, we'll, we'll see how this all this all pans out um, I want to make one 
one final point on this match because we talked about the fact of uh, Joel certainly mentioned about Undertaker possibly retiring if, if Reigns is the person to retire Undertaker and we've well, not been saying this though since 1984 well exactly <laughs> that was one thing I was going to say is we've, we've heard that many many times we've also the Cena Undertaker has become the new Sting Undertaker that we talk about every single year but doesn't actually happen so maybe it won't ever happen but either way Joel if Undertaker loses this match, whether I'm right and it's the handshake afterwards, or whether you're right and it's the, the Reigns trying to show how much he buried the legend, if Undertaker loses, is he done for? Can they come back to any Undertaker stuff after this if he loses for a second time at WrestleMania? Well, of course they can. This is me being really lazy, but imagine Monday Night Raw, they, they open Monday Night Raw, and to, to be fair, Raw is probably better than WrestleMania now as far as the crowd goes, that, that Raw after WrestleMania. Uh, that sells out quicker than anything, anything. And uh, the music hits, Roman Reigns comes out, stands there on the top of the stage, and out behind him comes someone like Paul Heyman. You know, that's really, really lazy booking, but that instantly puts him as, you know, <laughs> as the number one heel. Um, of course, the Undertaker, Undertaker comes back for, you know, three or four shows a year. It, it You know, they'll wheel him out. They'll wheel him out till, you know, WrestleMania 200, if he wants to go. Um <laughs> It, it 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 doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, what do you get by technically beating a pensioner? It's it's one of those fights. And, and and going back to you know Paul says about real real fighting. If you slag off your opponent and and say how old and beaten down they are, you know this Sunday at Wigan Town Hall, I'm going to kick your ass, and you know you're too old and you passed it and whatever. You beat him. Well, what have you beaten? You've mm-hmm. told me I was old and I was I was I was beaten down and, yep. and, and whatever. And it, 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 it's it, it's that the whole thing, I, I, which I which I never get in wrestling, which they do. You're old, you're past it. You know they did that for Ric Flair for years, and then Ric Flair beat him and go, well, okay, or or you beat Ric Flair. Yeah, but I said that you're old and past it. So what have I beaten? Agreed. Wholly agreed. Um, let's uh, let's move along to uh, another match. Um, we'll talk about uh, Bailey versus Charlotte Flair versus Nia Jax versus Sasha Banks. Uh, is the battle of three people who they have given surnames and one that they won't for some reason. Um, but it's also the uh, the top four women on the Raw brand. Um, at one point, the uh, the women's revolution, divas revolution, call it what you will, looked like look it looked pretty stupid. Then somewhat organically, it turned into the most impressive thing going. And now, to me, they seem to have lost their trail with it. Um, so is this just a thank you for these four for have? Being doing so well for so long, we need to get you onto Mania, and they've lost their focus a little bit. We'll start with you, Paul. Uh, in a word, yep. I think um, it's it's classic WrestleMania booking in a in a sense, and you know we've still got some great matches at WrestleMania nowadays. But they have, there's often this temptation to sacrifice a good match and a natural feud for the sake of cramming as many people in as possible, especially in those women and tag team divisions. And this is a really prime example. Like the natural feud was Charlotte against. Bailey, they could have done Bailey against Sasha, they could have even done Sasha against Charlotte if they planned it outright. But instead they've gone with the four women match and I just don't think the the build merits it. I think it's been thrown together. I think it's to get them all on on that card. And I, I, yeah, I think it goes back on what they've been saying about the women's revolution. I think it's just sacrificing, yeah, sacrificing the 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 the, the, the the opportunity to showcase two of them to have to have the whole division on there you know would, would they do this for the for the main men's title i would argue probably not um they'd pick their best match and go with it you wouldn't have seen lesnar goldberg versus reigns versus undertaker i don't think um don't think it really serves too much of a purpose 
Uh, I think it was sad that they got rid of Charlotte's pay-per-view streak. I'm a bit bummed on this match, to be perfectly honest. Uh, all you can hope for is that either that night or the night after we get the Sasha heel turn, that kickstarts Sasha Bailey and, and breathes some life into it. Because at the minute, the SmackDown women division is whooping Raw's arse. No question. I do think that there's a... This is the, clearly the element of let's get everyone on the show with the two women's matches. That The fact that the last SmackDown pay-per-view, I think it was the last one, a recent SmackDown pay-per-view had three women's matches on it, all with individual storylines and all that were quite decent, and yet WrestleMania is only going to manage two that are multi-person matches. And actually, do you know what? Maurice, who doesn't even really wrestle anymore, um, and Nikki Bella being put into the reality TV show match that we, we talked about earlier on, they're in a much more higher profile match in terms of featuring, forget whether it's male or female, by virtue of who their husbands are, who, who, who their partners are, um, because of that storyline, than all of the women that have, that have worked and had good matches all the way along. Not that I don't think Nikki Bella's good, by the way, I do I think she's excellent, but I'm just saying that it seems a bit of a shame. I agree with you, Paul. I'd have liked to have seen them you know, spotlight two people and, and gone with them. And in some ways, I think for the longevity of the women's divisions, I think they might, do, may, might have done as well. But uh, what do you think, Joel? Where do you stand on this match? Well, I always look at women's wrestling as going... Once you start going, would you? Oh, she's fit, or whatever. You've lost it. I, how good is Charlotte, by the way? Amazing. Right. I, 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 Excellent. I, I, think, I think she's unbelievable. And... I think she's actually better than her old man as well at promos. <laughs> is is that is that bad? Yeah, uh, we'll move on. Okay. <laughs> um, Bailey, I can't have Bailey. Can't have her at all. She looks like a, a, a Jeremy Kyle girl. Um, I, I raise an audience for it. I, I don't get it. If I'd not seen her in NXT, I'd go, "What is my buy-in? What what's I I, I don't I do not get it at all." I'm with Sassy's you there. Really really good. Really cutesy. But this match for me, it, it, it is, and I hate to say it because, like Paul said, the SmackDown division is so much better. It's just, it, it, it's a toilet break. It, it's, it's one of those. Why, why is it there? Why not, why not have a really big Raw match? I know they want to throw everybody on pay per view and everyone gets a payday and whatever. But surely, Charlotte against somebody else with a streak would have been better. Agreed. Yeah, I would. Throwing that, throw that away, because because they'll, they'll, they'll look for something now. You know, goddamn, um, Undertaker's streak's now gone. So what? What? What have we got? That pay-per-view streak was, was genius. It was great. It was great. All right, they tossed around that um, that title for such a long time, and you know, win and lost it. Well, I've won again. I've lost. I've, but the pay-per-view streak, I thought was 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 great. And I I really really Mickey James, my favourite diva of all time. Right, I, 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 I the, the, the Charlotte thing. Just, just give her one opponent. G- give me, give me some, give me some promo package. Give me some something. But this, this match is just. Let's get the girls on the telly. Yeah, I think it, <clears throat> I think it really is, and that's a, it's a shame. If for, for everyone earlier on that heard you say Roman Reigns is Nicholas Bentner, and there is pricked up, I'm going to do another one. Bailey is Steve McManaman. If you're going to have them in your team, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about England here. If England were going to pick Steve McManaman, Matt Letizia is another one. If you were going to pick them, you had to build your whole team around them. And then you have to make a decision. They're either good enough that you build your whole team around them, or you don't have them in at all. And I think what they're doing is they're... St- Bailey at the moment is playing left wing back. 
just to get her in the team. If you're going to have Bailey, you have to do the whole Bailey story. You have to beat her for a little while. You have to show her interacting with the kids. You have to have a show in that fighting spirit. Build up, build up, build up, build up, win it. Do you know who the male equivalent on the wrestling roster is? Or once was? Jeff Hardy. When they finally got Jeff Hardy there, it meant so much to his fans that had seen him not for so long and fight against adversity. You'd have to win every week. You just have to have that connection. She has that connection, but they've not booked her in any way like they did in NXT because that's where it was so mega successful I just don't see why they didn't follow the formula do, do you, on do you Raw you have all these extra rules on, on main, no, do you think she's got that connection on mainstream television now she would have done if she'd I, had exactly the same NXT build if it had been done but, the but, same but, but, way but, 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 can, can you do exactly the same thing? I, I was talking about it about people who watch both both brands because I watched the NXT stuff and I was like I was bought into it but can you just it's like going to the West End. Can she do that in Grimsby? No offence, Paul. Grimsby, Plymouth, <laughs> Stockport, Manchester, you know, wherever it is, do the little shows and then, you know, and, and that works and then go to the main, you know, London Palladium or whatever and do the same thing because the NXT Bailey was brilliant. Now I'm saying like, oh, we've done that now. The, the fans, no, they, sh- they know who she is. Well, some of them don't and they just see like some, you know, some, she, she, it's not an anti-diva it's just a she, she's not and this is not, no no doesn't hurt because I, I guarantee she'll be in the top three Rob um, she's not a, a, a typical diva in in, in, in many girls or boys eyes but but they they don't sell it as sympathy it's, it's really bad and I, I hate saying this but she is that sympathy shag it's the girl at work right and, and this is this is where she could be huge it's the girl at work that nobody fancies but she works in accounts, and she's there's something about her. Do you get that or not? I do get that. I don't think you mean sympathy. I think, I, but it's, it's that sort of like um, obscure crush. Sort Empathy. Of thing. It's, it's, got, it's Dobby from Peep Show. If anyone's familiar with that show, it's that kind of yeah. You, I, I, under, I understand. No. Well, what do you mean? No. Okay. Why am I wrong? No, Peep Show. I'm, 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 oh, you're I'm just not familiar, right? Okay, but it's that. It's that yeah. kind of thing. If, if people are familiar with it, um, but I think. <sighs> I, I, I just I, think, um, uh, Paul, Paul, do you know what she's like? Go on. Bones Jones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, every, everyone's like Bones Jones. Everyone. It's, it's every, everyone is Johnny Bones, aren't they? Yeah. She's, she's all that. She's all that. I don't, I don't know. I am so lost, it's untrue. The only, person, <laughs> the only person I know that's nicknamed Bones is Dr. McCoy in Star Trek, not some MMA fighter. So let's uh, let's move away from all that. We've got one more match to talk about, um, and it does involve the world of MMA, one of the few MMA wrestlers or MMA fighters I am familiar with, um, which is Brock Lesnar, and he is wrestling Bill Goldberg at this year's WrestleMania. Um, when WrestleMania 20 ended um, some 13 years ago, I don't think we ever expected to see the rematch for this match on WrestleMania, nor did we expect to see some sort of confrontation for, with them for the third pay-per-view running. Um, it's kind of extraordinary that we've got to this point, but um, they've done, I think, a good job in getting this match to where it's got to. I think it's taken a strange deviation the fact that the, uh, the title is involved, but I still think there's an intrigue. I still think either way they do this is going to be a satisfactory conclusion in terms of the winner. I still think that the overall storyline of Lesnar winning is the one that makes the most sense that completes the story 
However, I just have this little sneaky suspicion in the back of my mind that if Lesnar was to say he's going to be done for a little bit, that you could just do Goldberg winning again, because it would just shock everyone for a third time, and then you get the, your belt off of Goldberg on Raw and onto someone new, uh, and we've got a whole fun um, way of doing things. I've talked about that on the podcast and in the past, so I'm not going to go on about it again. Um, but I think this is the match where um, there is the most intrigue over who wins and why. So starting with you, Joel, um, is it going to be the expe- expected Lesnar battering? Can you get a Paul first? Because I, I, I just want to hear what he says. <laughs> okay, let's go to Paul. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I, I don't mind that. Paul? Okay, um, you can look at this match in two ways. First of all, I think they've built it really well, and I'm actually looking forward to the match. Simple as that. Me I think too. it's going to be fun. Um, I think the, the you know the atmosphere is going to be great when they when they lock up, uh, and I think we're actually going to see a match of some degree of length. You know, I'm not talking a 20 minute match, but I'm talking you know seven minutes, which is com- considering he's been in the Goldberg's been in the ring less than a minute combined, or less well, less than four minutes or whatever it is. Um, I think seven minutes would be pretty damn good going. The other side of it is, oh God, it was a rematch, like you say, from WrestleMania 20. Um, and the real problem with it is, is the fact that it's split down the middle. Who the hell does the crowd want to win? You know, I could just imagine it being people being so confused about who to back that they end up kind of backing nobody. So this could end up blowing up in its face somewhat. But I hope it won't, and I'm going to enjoy it. Um, I just hope, yeah, I just hope... Goldberg takes a couple of bumps and um, it's not just a flat out squash one way or the other okay now you've on, heard uh, Paul's opinion what are you going with Joel it's Liverpool versus Man City for me <laughs> should be good to watch <laughs> but I don't care who wins as long as they both lose um, <laughs> spoken like a true red devil as, as a fan to bring somebody in from the outside who's watching this they both look like wrestlers. They both look like the old school wrestlers, and you go, "Wow, look at the size of these two Forget that, you know, one's fifty odd, and you know, one's well, you open the cam there, Rob. Peroni um, <laughs> time. Yeah. I, I don't care who wins. I, I, this is. I hate to be down. I have no interest in this match at all. <laughs> I really, I really, really haven't. I think I think all my Brock Lesnar points have gone now. I, I've seen every Paul Heyman promo, but he's the best in the world ever. I I I, I just I just have no opinion on this, and there's no good coming on your podcast and talking like that. But I I I, I don't care. <laughs> I think it's great. It's great for the for the um, the outside world to look at these two. But apart from that, Goldberg wins. Where's it go? Brock wins. Well, he's off again for another eight weeks, you know, and 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 again, that's well, was far too open by going. Well, Brock's got eight dates left on his on his uh, deal. It's it's just I I I just I just don't mind either way. Uh, but no. as a betting man, as a betting man, I'll go for a draw. <laughs> Yeah, take the draw. <laughs> do, do you know? Do you know what? Let's have it as a main event. Goddamn, pal! Let's have it as a main event, and and there's gonna be a there's gonna be a draw. <laughs> T- time limit. Thanks for coming. See you next year. Forty-five minute Broadway between. Do, 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 okay. Does it does it go on last? Yeah. Yeah, it has to. It has so to. therefore, you've got a big you've got a big story. So, so who, uh, so like 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 you like Paul said, confused. Who who wins? 
who wins? Who who are those those people in there? And we've all been to WrestleMania. There's eighty percent of people there who, who are very casual fans. It, this is not like the Monday Night Raw, the Monday afterwards, who stuck around for it. These are like, oh, it's two big men going at it. You know, it's me at a boxing match. I know what, who's in the main event, but I've no idea who the, the other guys are. Who who wins? And what, what, what do you achieve, what do you achieve from it? Well, I'll go to my sort of. Good. Na- I won't say I'm a pessimistic person, but I think I'm a realist. I'll go to. I tell you what, I'll take you to to a world you know very well. Let's go to. Paul's taking it to um, MMA. I'm going to take it to horse racing. Right? Did you back York Hill to win at the Cheltenham Festival? No. Right. Okay. Neither did I. Right. And on the morning of that race, for anyone that's listening, there was a big favourite in one of the races at the Cheltenham Festival horse racing a couple of weeks ago called York Hill. One of the best horses in training. It was about six to four in the morning, and it won easily, like it should have done. Right. But there was me and thousands of others trying to find a way of getting this thing beaten, trying to find a line, oh, I'm going to do top-notch, I'm going to do whatever. And actually, do you know what? In the end, York Hill just cruises through, wins the race, because it was always going to. And afterwards, you look at it and go, why didn't I just back York Hill at 6-4? And in the f- it'll be odds-on for every other race it ever runs, because it's a great horse. When Rob, it comes Rob, to... I, Hang I, on. I, go on. Go on. No, I, I spent eight hours looking at that race. Hmm. To, to, to get beaten. And and should, it, I and love it. Going, I, I should just back it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you should just back the favourite. So when it comes down to we can have all these discussions about whether CM Punk returns on Monday Night Raw and starts a new faction with Daniel Bryan, Finn Balor, and you know the the corpse of the Ultimate Warrior. But actually, what's more likely to happen is that um, you know there's more focus on Roman Reigns or John Cena or whatever. So the most likely scenario is that Brock Lesnar wins because Brock Lesnar is the more long-term uh, energy drink time. The, the, um, the, he's the more likely person to be going forward with the belt and then at the next pay-per-view or a future pay-per-view soon, he gets beaten by Roman Reigns because Roman Reigns beats Undertaker, Undertaker lifts his arm in the air, Roman Reigns beats Brock Lesnar and we're all supposed to cheer the big hero Roman Reigns. That is easily the most likely scenario but none of us want to stomach it so what we do is we back against York Hill and we back against what we think is going to happen but that's so likely what's going to happen. Paul, agree? Well, uh, yeah, yeah, I think I agree. I, I think I'm a little bit more enthusiastic about this match than you guys are, but yeah, ultimately the, the destination doesn't matter and I'm, I'm concerned what the aftermath is. Well, I think the destination absolutely does matter. I think it's a, I think it's, it's be very, very interesting where they take it. I have thrown up the, you know, maybe Brock's packing in and Goldberg's going to win the belt and they're going to go a different road because I think it's the most interesting, but I do think it's the most likely scenario that Lesnar just destroys him. Maybe maybe Lesnar takes all of the moves he's taken so far and still kicks out of them and Jim Cornette and various other purists head explode because of there's so many kickouts of, of big moves and that's how we go with it but I still just feel that ultimately it'll just be whether whether it's soon or whether it's at SummerSlam but just it, it'll just be set up for Reigns to beat Lesnar that's all I can see that's all I can see so okay I think we're um I think we've got a nice spectrum on that match, really. And uh, I know, you know, early on in this, Joel, you didn't want to just agree with everything. So I think we've had a nice, uh, a nice spread of things in terms of how we're approaching some of these matches. Um, we've, we've done some of the matches uh, previewed already on last time's podcast. We've got a few more to go when we uh, come to you for one more podcast before WrestleMania itself. Um, but giving you the opportunity, Joel, soon as you're not uh, uh, with us for the other podcast, is there another match that you're uh, you're looking forward to on the show? Other, of course, than uh, AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon. 
No, I, th- I think um, it's really weird. Um, John Cena uh, and his missus. What was, what was How do you describe that again? Miz and his missus? It was, uh, it was uh, John Cena and his missus versus Miz and Miz's missus. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I genuinely think, and I think Cena gets a hard time, and, you know, as, as we met him, and also booked his WrestleMania against The Rock a couple of times. I thought I'd just drop that one again. Um, yeah, anyone realises how The Rock came back to WWE? Um, thank you very much. I'm uh, to blame. Save it. Um, save it because we, we, it's all planned out. This podcast, we, we're taking it onto WrestleMania mixtape next. It's all planned okay. out. Okay, but um, no, that, that's the match I'm looking forward to, along with Jericho and um, and Kevin Owens. Um, the rest, I, do you know what I used to love? Is when I used to stay up and watch it as a kid, and you go, "Oh, I forgot about that match. Oh God, I forgot about that match. Oh, I forgot that." Or, or, or you would hear. Oh, it's Skinner versus Owen Hart. Uh, that go like a minute, a minute and twelve seconds or something. Um, the, the, you know, nowadays, I'm, I'm looking at it. I'll watch it, have a few beers, and I know what I want to watch. And it's just like the way on demand works now. I can get rid of all the stuff I don't want to watch and just watch what I want to watch. And um, I think Kevin Owens, Jericho, and um, Miz and his missus versus uh, John Cena and his missus and I can't wait for the wedding angle at the end and if that doesn't happen I will actually kill myself because <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think because I, I think it's perfect and you don't know where it goes it can go anywhere and also for- forget the- forget you know television the-, the-, the bubble whatever as a fan as a fan with no internet you don't know where that goes the next few weeks she could be having a bit with Miz or whatever. I love that. Soap opera. Love it. Love it. Love it. I love it for beat them. <laughs> okay. Um, let's move uh, along from the, the present WrestleMania um, and move on to uh, talking about some uh, past WrestleManias. If you've not been familiar with the WrestleMania mixtape, I'm going to get to it as quick as I can, but I need to try and set this up. Paul Benson said to me a little while ago um, he had not watched WrestleManias 1 or 2, so I tasked him to watch not only those two, but every WrestleMania through from 1 to 32 before WrestleMania 33 got around. Uh, We are very close to the WrestleMania 33. Paul, how are you getting on? I think you're going to do it. You were ahead of schedule before. Oh, mate, I'm, I'm all but done. Um, I could have been done by now, but the wife and I have decided to add a little bit of symbology to this um, to this project. So, uh, Symbol- so I've, I've, symbology. Symbology. I have neglected her on 31 occasions while I've been watching these events. So we thought it'd be quite nice on the Saturday night before I go off to do these WrestleMania events to relive WrestleMania 32, seeing as we watched it together last year in Dallas, to plonk it on the telly with a couple of bottles of white wine, ABC, um, and uh, and watch it together. So she's going to finish this uh, WrestleMania marathon side by side just to show that there's no particular hard feelings. So, uh, so you're going to make it. That's a good thing. Um, but uh, getting back to the WrestleMania mixtape, what we've been doing is going through all the WrestleManias so far. Um, Paul picks a choice. I pick a choice. And our guest of the week um, picks what would go on a fictional WrestleMania mixtape. If someone was coming in to watch WrestleMania 33, had never watched WWE before, this is their introduction to the history of WrestleMania. What match would they choose? Now, previously, I've been going through all the old choices. I'm not going to do that again. We're nearly at the end. It will take half the podcast. But what we've been picking is not necessarily the best match, not necessarily the most 
um, thrilling, not necessarily the most big time, the main event, but the match that has symbolised that WrestleMania. So sometimes we've pitched um, a poor match because it symbolises that mania. Most often we've gone with something good because we want the entertainment value on the mixtape. But the point is it doesn't have to be the best match, but it's the match that symbolises that WrestleMania. We are on to WrestleMania 26, um, which I will uh, set up a little bit in itself because I think 26 was possibly one of the biggest letdown WrestleManias uh, going because yep. it was such a good build. This is the thing. Was it a letdown because it was such a good build? I seem to recall that the um, the whole of the build up to WrestleMania 26, as I recall, um, was when TNA went to Monday nights for that brief stint where they thought that they could go up against WWE on a Monday, relive the Monday Night War, make it into what I called the Monday Night Skirmish because it was barely a war. But WWE did up their game, I think, in that in that era um, to try and counter-program a little bit, to try and show who's boss and do so, they did. But when it got to the main show itself, I'm not really sure it came up strong enough. But the match that I'm going to choose, now you're all expecting me, because it's my pick first on the, on the even numbers, are you expecting me to pick Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels 2, the last match of Shawn Michaels' career? I'm not going to do so. Um, it was excellent. It wasn't quite as good as the first match, I think, although it was excellent. But I feel on our mixtape, I'm going to pick up the word mix. There needs to be a mix of things on there, not the same old thing. I argued against having Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock twice, so I have to be duty-bound to not put two consecutive Undertaker Sean matches on there. One is plenty, although both of them are absolutely wonderful. I am going to pick John Cena versus Batista, which was the match that went on just beforehand, because... This was the only match, in my opinion, other than Sean and Taker, that lived up to anything. In fact, I think it surpassed it. The build-up to this was tremendous. It was some of the best work that Batista ever did as a heel. Absolutely brilliant as a real dislikable um, piece of work. It was a great match between two people that were often you know, done down for their in-ring ability. Um, it wasn't the focus of the show. It was never supposed to be because things were on Undertaker and Michaels. But... I'm going to throw up for you John Cena versus Batista as my selection for WrestleMania 26. And I'd like to hear a rebuttal from Mr. Paul Benson. Okie doke. Well, um, I'll start by saying I completely agree with you um, on this WrestleMania now. This was at a time I just moved back up to Leeds to move in with my then fiance. And it was a time where I didn't have any sort of access to Sky. It was before the network. So I ended up plonking down £55 to watch this through WWE's website. I was that excited. That's how much it cost after conversion rates went off. £55 to watch WrestleMania because I thought the bill was so absolutely phenomenally excellent. Neither sale wasting my money. Um, best built mania of all time. Nowhere near close to being the best mania of all time. So, having said that, um, I've been slightly second guess, mate, to be honest. I've actually been mulling this around in my head all day, and uh, I was convinced you were going to go with Sean Taker, okay. uh, to be honest. So I was well ready for my snazzy Cena Batista hipster pick <laughs> <laughs> to come in with and counter you. Um, but luckily, I'm a, I'm a man of many means, and I, knew, I, I planned for that contingency. So um, I think as we're telling the story of WrestleMania, I've gone to this well a few times, we're telling the story of WrestleMania. As good as Cena Batista was, it, it as you've said, it wasn't even the main focus of the show. It wasn't. It, it will not live long in the memory, and it hasn't probably for many. Instead, I'm going to go with 
what will probably end up being the second or possibly the worst match on our list if it gets picked in Bret Hart versus Mr. McMahon. And the reason I'm going with that is threefold, really. Um, A, because, uh, you know, as you mentioned earlier, this is a time when WWE had to really, for the first time, show to compete with TNA. And uh, it's quite funny that, you know, I was working for TNA at the time. We were very proud of bringing out the big gun that was Hulk Hogan, um, backing it up with Ric Flair, Jeff Hardy, and then WWE went, I'll see you Hulk Hogan. I'll raise you Bret Hart on Raw for the first time since Montreal. And we just went, shit <laughs> shit massively massively like, it's easy to forget all these years later just how massive that was mm-hmm. and you know you could say you you could say um, Bret Hart at the, uh, in Montreal was the biggest um, wrestling in ring wrestling moment of all time just because of how seismic and how monumental it was to to um, to the whole dynamic of the industry really um, and this is the payoff for that. This is the payoff nine years down the line. Was it nine years? When was this? 11 years. 11 years. I don't know. Whatever it was. Um, this is the payoff. Um, Bret Hart, McMahon in a ring. And yes, the match was awful. And yes, it was overbooked. But come on, man. Like this was, you could say that Montreal was the birth of Mr. McMahon. This is the end of Mr. McMahon. This is the ultimate finale for Vince McMahon's character on screen. Um, and who better to do it than the guy that birthed it, the guy that shouldn't have been there, Bret Hart. Brilliant story. Phenomenal to see him come full circle and make peace with the WWE again. Even if the match sucked, this has to be on the tape. Before Joel makes his decision, I need to make a quick point here. I talked about that it's not always the best match on the show, so that's not necessarily the factor. However, uh, if there are other matches which can you know, be entertainment value on the mixtape, then I think you have to look at them. Well, one of the reasons I picked Doink versus Crush at WrestleMania 9 is because WrestleMania 9 is a top-to-tail rubbish WrestleMania, so our eventual choice, which has gone on, which is the Steiners versus the Head Shrinkers, is completely unmemorable, so you might as well go with the rubbish. On this pay-per-view, we've not even mentioned Jericho versus Edge, and we've not mentioned ultimately Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. So I don't see how you can go with Brett versus Vince um, because of those factors. And I will also say, I am one of the world's biggest Bret Hart fans, and I have never, ever, ever watched this match again after the second time. There have can been times where I have gone over. There was times when I have watched WrestleMania 26 back, and I have deliberately skipped that match because I can't stomach it again. You can't. Let, let, let me ju- let me just interrupt you because um, all due respect, Rob, you've got into a bad habit in these last two episodes of the podcast. You get your chance to make my case, or and I get my chance to make mine. You cannot then come in and make a second case after that. Yes, I can. You leave it to the jury. No, 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 no. That's not the format. Leave it to the jury. Okay, Jury Ross, <laughs> if he's still with us, because we we we've spoken about ten minutes straight without letting him in. So, uh, if you're still with us, Joel, what's your uh, what's your verdict? Well, you're both wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think <laughs> I suspected you might say that, but you've only got one choice to make out of yeah. those two. <laughs> Battle Royal, Yoshi Sachu. <laughs> Can I just say partly to say um, all the credit in the world to the person that does the music at Doncaster Rovers, where I was on Sunday. Doncaster Rovers versus Plymouth Argyle, and the person doing the music, when they introduced the mascots to the crowd, played Yoshi Tatsu's music. When they introduced someone as the, <laughs> as the new entrant into the Doncaster Rovers Hall of Fame, played the WWE Sting from the Hall of Fame, not the script oh, song, wow. but the. No. 
And later on, when they were doing a read for some uh, event that they had coming up at the Keep Moat Stadium, as a bed, played a, uh, a version of Bailey's music, but it wasn't even Bailey's song. It was oh, like a karaoke what? version. So fair oh. play to the Doncaster Rovers DJ for all of that. Do you know what? Fair, fair play. Do you know, you know, I, I'm not sure you where, but I did the biggest radio show outside London, and uh, I just thought I'd drop that one in there. Yes, but, I knew um, that. Yeah, but, but I, I, I play lots of wrestling teams, right? And it's unbelievable. We're a family station aimed at females. The amount of texts and tweets you get when you play a wrestling theme, you know, St. Paddy's St. Paddy's Day, brilliant. I was playing Sheamus. Finley, the whole lot, right? And like, <laughs> wow, it, it, it's so it's so good. It's just it's just that little touch to wrestling fans without saying, I'm a wrestling fan. You did that um, the day anyway, I was in. Do you, me- do you remember the day I was in and you did it and you played the great Carly theme because we were going out for an Rob, Indian that Rob, night? I, so. I, Rob, 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 I never, I never remember you're here. Um, <laughs> can I just say, uh, dog, <laughs> dog, of a, dog of a mania, this one. Um, but I'm going to agree with Benson um, because Woo-hoo! Bret Hart, Bret Hart, um, versus Vince McMahon on this show do you remember the best face turn of all time Vince McMahon because <laughs> you, you were surrounded the ring by also heels as well by the way Some, I'm sure um, was it uh, Natalia and um, yeah. Tyson Kidd and the Hart Dynasty were, were meant to be heels at this point but everybody killed the bad guy but you're going I actually when, when Brett's hitting him with a chair you're going I actually feel sorry for Vince now. Agreed, yeah, I do. Stop it. St- st- stop it. Stop it now. No, 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 no. no. Stop it. No, a few more. Stop. No. Seriously, stop it. Oh, my God. It was arguably one of the worst matches I've ever seen. But, as Benson says, you've got to have the ending to it, which is 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 like, you know, getting a Catherine Cookson book and going... And she walked into the room, and there he was lying on the floor with a dagger in his hand. It wasn't him; it was the bird next door. She fell downstairs. It, 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 it was, it was the worst ending that's possible. Do, do you want her to walk through the front door? Turn to page seventeen. Do you want her to be murdered in the bath? Turn to page seventeen. Oh no, she just fell over. That was it. You know, it, 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 it was, it was, it was horrible, excruciating to watch. And Rob said he's not watched it again. No, that's true. Um. I've I, I watched it again today. Um, I was flicking through because uh, Benson texted me saying what you were watching. I got a screaming kid there, and I'm thinking, what has gone wrong in my life? I'm sitting in a two-bedroom apartment watching <laughs> WrestleMania on my on my big television, going, "This is a wrestling match." Uh, <laughs> it was it was it was horrendous. Now I don't know if it was Brett that he he, he he couldn't do anything. Or an insurance policy said he couldn't do anything, like the old Lloyds of London insurance policy that everybody had in the uh, early to mid nineties. You know, oh, I can't, I can't possibly work until my three years is up. But you know, but bear in mind the guy's had a stroke, he's had a meltdown. All right, he's getting three million dollars a year from uh, WCW, but he looked horrendous. Vince looked horrendous. It was horrendous. But if we're talking like a time capsule, which would be a better name than a mixtape, I think. It's true. That's true. Actually, uh, I'd, have, I'd have I'd have gone for that that match because you know only us would love Shawn Michaels versus Taker. I've shown that match to, to to people in that pissed state of going, "You've got to watch this match." And ten minutes in, they're bored and they don't get the ending like we get. Thank you, that's Joel fair. Ross. 
No, that Manchester. Is no, that's fair. Although that, that wasn't an option, of course. You're inventing the third option there because neither of us chose that. But uh, yeah, no, um, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. You, but, but Rob, Rob, you're wrong. <laughs> How many times have I heard that over the uh, <laughs> over the many many years? Um, to round off WrestleMania 26, um, this was something that um, proved popular uh, a podcast or two ago when we went through some participants uh, in a battle royal. So I thought we'd do that again. So here are the participants. You mentioned that uh, Yoshi Tatsu won a battle royal. Um, here Didn't is... he? I backed Zack Ryder that year. Okay, he was he was last he was the last one eliminated. Uh, here, are, here is the competitors in that match in full. <clears throat> Carlito, Kalen Croft, who? Chavo Guerrero, Chris Masters, David Hartsmith, Finley, Goldust, The Great Carly, Jimmy Wang Yang, JTG, Kung Funaki, Luke Gallows, Mark Henry, Mike Knox, Primo, Santina Morella, Shad Gaspard, Slam Master J, who? Trent Beretta, Tyler Rex, Tyson Kidd, Vance Archer, Vladimir Kozlov, and William Regal. Isn't that a who's who? Just let me stop Stop you there. Stop you there. I think that was the World of Sport announcement today. <laughs> <laughs> well, sl- s- Slam Master J was um, Terry Gordy's kid, wasn't he? The guy that yeah. Festus. What was his name? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, would, I would like to think that Joel would remember his original name. What was his original name? Given that it's the name of your son. Oh just... yeah, yeah. He was he was the one the bell rung, wasn't he? He was Jesse of Jesse and. Festus. Oh, brilliant! So, so uh, I've named right. Jesse. Yeah. I've, I've named my child Jesse. Not after Jesse the Body Ventura, not after Jesse Lingard, but after the guy that stood there looking like he'd been struck by wind, and you hit the bell, and they go. <laughs> uh, no, well that was that was Festus. Jesse was the one that rang the bell, so. Oh, I and, a, and, and, a, yeah, and apparently Kalen Croft was Trent Beretta's tag team partner in the Dudes with Attitudes. Okay, cool. That's what they were called. But the, as you said, no, Paul, the Dudes the, with Attitudes was Sean and Diesel, surely. Um, hold well, on, then, then hold the on. Dude Busters, the Dude Busters, the Dude Busters. My mistake. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Oh, come on, never, never him up on anything like this. You, you, you've known him for twenty <laughs> years, Paul. Just don't, Shocking. don't start with this stuff. I seem to remember uh, you weren't there, Paul. I know you were at a few of the uh, Wrestle Talk tapings. But I went to one t- taping of Wrestle Talk, and Joel introduced me to everyone as Asperger's boy. <laughs> Sorry. And then just various different times during the pod- uh, during the taping would go uh, uh, Asperger's boy. When was the match between so and so and so and so? And unfortunately, I seem to always know and had to say it. And I wish I would have bucked his. Oh, so your your pride your pride wouldn't have let you not, would it? Mm. He, he, he didn't even say Rain Man because I don't think I think he knew there was a bit of copyright on that, but uh, that was basically what he wanted to say. Moving on, on to WrestleMania uh, 27, which is the uh, uh, the WrestleMania after 26, which is fortunate. Yeah, so that brings us to uh, WrestleMania 27. Paul, what are you choosing? Okay, uh, WrestleMania 27. I'm very very um, dismayed to have this as my first choice really I look down the cards and I don't really see a massive amount that grabs me there's two there's two matches that I'm torn between really um, of, of any great note and I'm going to go with The Undertaker versus Triple H okay. um, and I'm you know I'm saying this with probably the least enthusiasm of any choice I've picked so far it was a very very good match um, it played well into 
Undertaker retiring Shawn Michaels the previous year and this was Triple H's revenge it was a great brawl you know half an hour of those two beating their crap out of each other um, and I think ultimately uh, do you know what I'm just, I'm just going to come out and say ultimately this was a, it, of all the Undertaker Wrestlemania matches in this era this one is probably the one that stands the test of time in terms of important significance importance and significance the least um that said i think it's head and shoulders the best and head and shoulders the most important match on this card um it's a it's a point where both of these guys have been wrestlemania stalwarts um i don't think their rematch is going to be selected in the following um, wrestlemania so for that reason i'm going to go with undertaker triple h Okay, uh, I understand where you're coming from. Um, when uh, I show this mixtape, this fictional mixtape to someone, I would like to sit with them and watch it with them. And when we get to this point, I don't want to have to say, these lads had three WrestleMania matches and you're watching the worst of the three. Um, I don't think this is a bad match by any stretch. I think it's a bit long. I think it stretches a wee bit. But um, this is a really, really good match. And is it the best match on the show? Maybe. There's an argument for it. It's, I think it's good. I don't think it's nearly as good as the one they had the year before. And I love the hell out of the one at WrestleMania 17. Um, so um, I don't think uh, that I don't think I could realistically push that one in. I didn't get I didn't get Undertaker versus Triple H on for WrestleMania 17 as I'd have liked to. Um, and this is not good, as good as that one. So I'm going to go away from that. I wouldn't have picked it if I was going first. Uh, I'm going to go for Randy Orton versus CM Punk. Um, it's a bit of an in the middle of the card match. I will admit that it's not a significant match in the history of WrestleMania, but I think there's a chance that we won't see a lot of Randy Orton or CM Punk um, on this mixtape. And so because of that, and be because I think this is just a little gem, I think it's just a really, really good 15-minute match in the middle of WrestleMania, and part of the mix of this tape needs to have some good wrestling on it. We've just had Bret Hart and Vince McMahon, which is going to be a stinker. So out of that, rather than having a half an hour long, drawn-out Undertaker Triple H match, which isn't their best, I'm going to advocate a 15-minute Orton Punk, really nice little doozy of a match in the middle of a card before we move on to some important stuff next. On to you, Joel. You're both wrong. <laughs> um, would you not have the two announcers oh we've just had Brett and Vince we can't follow it with Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler I Rob I asked the question no in, in under no uncertain terms would I have it the, oh, there's, there's no reason okay, for it right, to be on there ok ok if you had to show a match to somebody who wasn't a wrestling fan would you show Brett versus Vince or Jerry Lawler versus Michael Cole <laughs> well I'd show I, I'd show neither would be the answer <laughs> no, to no, that no 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 no, no, no. They've, they've, they've got your they've got your child with a machete at his, his throat you've got to show one of them <laughs> um oh man um, no I would still I would still show them Brett and Vince because at least Brett and Vince have been someone he's like okay Lawler has but Michael Cole didn't deserve a WrestleMania match even if Lawler was you know had to strong arm him into something yeah it was a oh it was just it was painful at least Brett and, Vin Brett and Vince's build was terrific it was just the ex the execution of it no hey, it wasn't really the excellence it wasn't the excellence yeah you know and it really, yeah. really wasn't and you were right what you no. said before about the uh, about Vince being the baby face at the end of it um, okay. which was weird but no this match is you know you want to you know, order, this, you order, one order, order order shut up Rob order 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 uh, I'm going to go with you on this Rob yay 
I will remove the CCJ from your file. Um, <laughs> no, Rob, I'm, I'm going with you. I think the wrong person won. Because, I, again, I think Randy Orton has always been boring. Um, but I thought they had a really good, really good match. Um, n- neither of them, you know, not not stepped it up. What's the word when you, outshone themselves? It, they knew with their position on the card, it was a really really good match. But none of them went for like the we're going to steal the show tonight, boys. You know, it was it was a really good match. Um, I'm right in thinking that Rand- Randy Orton won, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I thought it was a, you know de- decent little match. Again. On paper, it's a pig of a WrestleMania. Here, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a sort of, it's a sort of WrestleMania. It's just one, one of those going, going, yeah, exactly. If it, if WrestleMania was a sound, it would be. It, it's not. A, it's more like a. I, 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 I'd go Rob. Sorry, Paul. But uh, good, good, good case. And uh, thanks for listening. Have a great day. Well, I'm I'm not too upset to lose that one. Like I said, I wasn't I wasn't exactly really committed to the argument, was I? No, I, that's what I could I could tell. I could tell you're wavering. You've not done your prep. You just you've just gone Wikipedia. What what matches are on? Here we are. <laughs> it's time to watch <laughs> Dave Bones Jones against um, Colin McGregor. <laughs> I love. Colin. Yeah, I love Colin. He's brilliant, isn't he? <laughs> He's excellent. He's my uh, favourite. Let's <laughs> let's move on to uh, WrestleMania 28, um, which uh, emanated live from the Sun Life Stadium in Miami, Florida, uh, and was headlined um, by John Cena versus The Rock under the banner "Once in a Lifetime." And of course, they uh, "Once in a Lifetime" to anyone that died late on in 2012, because of course they. Uh, wrestled again the following year um, but uh, it is uh, I bring that match in from the top because it is the one I am going to select um, I, this is the uh, reverse when you look at this one on paper this is a pretty decent Wrestlemania um, there are, there's at least two, three, maybe even four good matches in this um, this is kind of the era where they started to um, lessen the matches on Wrestlemania They kept, kept it's a four hour show but you had a few, there were fewer matches um, with greater length, greater importance, a few more, um, you know, big entrances, that kind of thing. And it really stemmed from around about here. Um, I won't go into the other matches on the card because that's Paul's prerogative picking second. But um, I'm going to pick uh, The Rock versus John Cena. Um, the idea of The Rock coming back after so long away, seven or eight years or so, um, to wrestle the biggest star in the industry, which was John Cena, still is. Um, in a main event match which clearly The Rock tired in during but he still did a pretty good job of wrestling a half an hour match um, and winning it in his hometown Um, it felt significant they put little bits in it which they followed up on the following year Um, the following night on Raw I think it was that they basically booked the rematch I think I've got that right that might have been the year before actually that Cena did that to uh, to Rock but um, they were always really building to the the rematch the following year which they did a good job of Um, this is two of the biggest stars of any era of WWE. Um, it was the biggest one of that point against the one that was the a big star in WWE, but an even bigger one post and uh, continues to be as big a box office draw as there is in Hollywood. Um, I just thought they did a good job of it. It felt massively significant. And if we're going to do matches like Hogan Andre, which are kind of clunkers in terms of wrestling, but hugely significant, I think this one has to go there as well. Um, both men held up their end of the bargain. And against some competition, because I'm interested to see what Paul's going to come back with, um, I'm going to pick The Rock versus John Cena. Uh, over to you, Paul. 
Um, okay. Um, could I just repeat my argument from the last WrestleMania and save us all a little bit of time um, and just say add to that that we probably should have a Hell in a Cell match in here somewhere again I'm incredibly unenthused about this because I I 100% agree with you um, this is one of the biggest Wrestlemania matches of all time that you're arguing for I am I can only put it against it like I say the same argument I put in last time The Undertaker Triple H are two stalwarts of Wrestlemania that deserve to be against each other add in the Hell in a Cell add in Shawn Michaels um, as a special guest referee and you've got hell of a recipe um, for a very, very historically important match. That said, like I say, I really don't see Joel siding me on this one, so uh, do your worst, mate. Chris Jericho Fandango, because if you're going to come back and you're Chris Jericho, who was the most over person mainstream? Well, that was the that next was WrestleMania, my friend. This was Punk Jericho. That was what I thought Paul was going to pick, actually. I thought he was going to pick that. Sorry, I do apologise. I've got my notes down here, but... Uh, the white wine is now flowing. We're on the white wine now. Mm-hmm. So, um, ABC rule. Yes, absolutely. Andre versus Hogan. No, I'm, I'm, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't disagree with, um, with with Rob for the first time in my life. Um, even though his argument was pretty poor, um, and I booked the match. Um, I don't know if you've heard that before, but um, it, the poll. This, I don't know if you've heard this before. This was John Cena came in. And um, I, nobody asked him about The Rock before, or if they had, it never answered. I've never and, heard this one. Do tell. Okay, and um, so I've I've got John Cena at uh, a football ground. I can't remember which one it was. Was it Fulham or Ipswich? I d- it doesn't matter. It's just another day in the office for me. And um, I said about what about The Rock? The Rock never comes back. Anyway, John Cena cut this great promo. Uh, it was effing and Jeffing, and I'm like, this is brilliant. This is gold. WBE at that point were very precious about what third party people are put out and I'm thinking I'm going to get I'm, I'm going to get told to set this out nobody told me and I ran it on a podcast you know and podcasts were cool um, and um, <laughs> and anyway I'm, I'm hearing quotes on Monday Night Raw about my podcast I'm seeing the early days of Twitter of John Cena at The Rock quoting my interview going what I'm responsible for getting the rock back to WWE and in fact responsible if for everything uh, apart from Doom and The Mummy Returns but um, <laughs> I'm going with Rob <laughs> oh so many things to say to this one thank you for choosing me even if you denigrated my argument two if you recall right at the start of this podcast when you took the piss out of me and Paul for not having booked you beforehand bear in mind we may just have been waiting to get you on for when we were going to talk about the later WrestleManias because we wanted Rob, to do no, your Rock no. Cena story. Think no, about no, Rob, that. Rob, 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 I work for Global Radio. They didn't employ me for five years and their excuse was, we're waiting for the right gig to come up. Well, what, 200 miles from my house? I, good old Global, that's what I'm saying. And if you had to endure doing Sunday afternoons on Heart West Midlands to get to where you've got to now, well done for paying your dues, sir. And that is what we did in waiting for the right I time. Pay, I paid them very much. Paul Heyman said, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, and Barry Horowitz. Um, <laughs> hey, good morning. <laughs> but um, this, uh, 
this, this match is that's genuine what, what Joel is saying here by the way this is not one of those kind of uh, let's play around with things the WWE actually did uh, a show that's now on the network I think about the rivalry between those two and they refer to that interview with the Suns WrestleCast with Simon Rossine and Joel Ross um, they refer to it I don't think they paid anyone any money for using no, that no. Uh, do, do you know what do you know what when, when I, I saw that documentary come out right I I emailed uh, my my guy at WWE and I said Wow, you've just used my interview without permission, expecting like, well, you know, we'll bang you a few quid. He went, "Wow, that's great, mate." No, no, you're missing, you're, you're missing, you're missing my point. I'm unemployed now, living on my mate's sofa, but booking the main event <laughs> for WrestleMania. You, you're missing the point. Wow. So, I've been invited, you know, all expenses paid to WrestleMania a few times by WWE. The year I bring the Rock back, technically. I booked the main event, technically. Didn't get invited. Amazing. Amazing. I'm, I'm not gutted by any means, but no, well, um, you've got every every right to be gutted, I think, on the on that on that front. And uh, and you can and you can even hear on the on, on the rock documentary my really really bad edit that I made. But I remember exactly where I was. I was near Jeansby on the train going to Leeds. And I just couldn't get this edit right on the uh, on the John Cena thing. There was loads of noise behind, and it, it's a, the worst edit in the world ever. I don't know if you're right, you notice this, but uh, they use that in the Rock documentary. Thank you, <laughs> and good night. That's probably why you didn't get invited because they went oh, at least. Yeah, yeah. Could have took could have took some time on this thing. Yeah, he could have took time on it, but it would have Jules, bro. <laughs> it would never be anything like the uh, the Hooked On podcast when Rob doesn't even edit out when he goes for a piss halfway through, which happened about five podcasts ago. Um, but Don't anyway, you say five times. I uh, listen. I in, I invented Bootista, and no one ever in, no one invited me to WrestleMania when he main evented. Uh, but I would have turned yeah. it down anyway. Um, yeah. But let us. Uh, yeah, it's not not really the same though, is it, Rob? It's no, it's not quite. Um, but uh, I will just have a little look on the. Uh, uh, we haven't been, I think, looking at the reception of these WrestleManias there quite enough. So to read from the uh, the uh, Wikipedia page where it says a reception, it says that uh, uh, Chris uh, Chris Jericho versus CM Punk being the match of the night for the wrestling purist. However, it was cited that the first 60 minutes of this four-hour show were a disaster, ridiculing the decision of the World Heavyweight Championship bout, describing it as a transparent, virtual slap to the face of those who admire the talents of the Irishman and the American Dragon. That's uh, quoted as... Uh, Robert Nickel in the Sun there on there on the WrestleMania official page <laughs> on Wikipedia. So I might not have booked the thing, but at least I have a legacy on the great um, um, entity that is Wikipedia. I'm just just looking at the uh, edit history for that entry. It seems to have been about 9 p.m. this evening when we recorded the podcast. That's incorrect, my friend. I actually had more uh, things on uh, Wikipedia than I do now. People have edited them away. Okay, okay, all right, all right. You, Never you, once you, edited you, you, uh, no. Wikipedia. Hey, 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 I'm just going to stop you there. Can I, can I, once again, take whatever you've got and raise you? Do you remember the year? It was Shawn Michaels. It was Shawn Michaels' take it when the, uh, the pyro went off. And uh, it burnt. It sounds really bad, actually, but it burnt some people. The pyro at the end of the show. Oh yeah, that was 24, wasn't it? Yeah. Hey, who was on Fox News outside going, "Oh my God, I don't believe it." No, I just saw the pyro go, and it just went into the crowd. And it, 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 I was on Fox News. Just take that. <laughs> How do I not know that story? Really? I genuinely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Yeah, I was, I was. I was. We're out there, and we were getting. We were getting like. like uh, what's gone on? And I, I, I was at a completely different end. You know, I was in the, I was in the cheap seats. I couldn't see anything. But it was like, oh, media opportunity. I'm straight in there. Here we are. You know, I can allow myself, uh, you know, some Fox, Fox soccer on a Saturday. 
you know, the Fox Soccer Center. I could be uh, the, the Joel Ross of Jeff Stelling era. Brilliant. So I'm like, absolutely, yeah. I saw exactly what went on. What happened? All right, three, two, one. Well, all I saw were fireworks going off, and they went right round, right from there. And I just saw them go straight in there. But we run, we run for for exit. It were it were really it, it were really bad. And then we're, we're sitting in a bar for the next two days, and you kept seeing me coming up, and I was like, "Hey, hey, baby, I made it." <laughs> the best, the, the best thing. <laughs> I never that, do that. The best thing about that story, easily, is that you can't do an impression of yourself. No, I know. It's, 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 I can do an impression of else, but apart from I can't do Yorkshire. And then you tried to. Well, no, it was quite a good Yorkshire, but it just wasn't you, was it? It was a. It was a different sort of. Uh, sort of some sort of um, Hull variant, I think, rather than your Scarborough Manchester twang. I think that's what it was. My my Manchester twang. Yeah, you've got. I think you've got a little bit of a uh, little bit of mank in your voice after all these years. Right, let's move on to the last one of the uh, the WrestleMania mixtape uh, episodes that we're going to for uh, this particular. Uh, podcast. It is WrestleMania 29. Um, as we mentioned, it is uh, featured the um, rematch between Rock and Cena, but uh, whether or not uh, Paul will pick that remains to be seen. It took place in MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey, although they basically prevent, uh, presented it as a New York show. Um, Paul, are you going to go with the Cena-Rock replay? Are you going to have the two matches in a row like we've avoided on WrestleMania 25 and 26? But if you go somewhere else, where are you going to go? I think this is a tough choice. Where am I going to go here? I'm actually slightly torn. I am not going to go with Cena the Rock. Um, there's a couple of matches that I'm looking at that I could go with, and I'm just still. I'm. I think. Do you know what? I think I made my decision. I am going to go with, and we mentioned this earlier in the podcast. Uh, I'm going to go with the Undertaker against CM Punk. Um, the reason I'm going to go with that is because I think this. Mark, well, for starters, it's the last match in the streak. We had the first match in the streak against Jimmy Snooker. We should absolutely have the final victory in the streak as well. Um, it was a phenomenal match. Um, I know Joel doesn't rate it as highly as I do. I think it's fantastic. Um, I think it features Punk at his absolute best as an antagonist. Um, and I know we've got CM Punk Orton on there before that was before CM Punk really broke out I don't really agree with it being on there to be honest um, I think this was Punk at his absolute finest and well worthy of being showcased at Wrestlemania um, obviously it was just after Paul Bearer passed away so the build was focused around Punk disparaging him and I think it was the last time that Taker truly had that streak in jeopardy where you thought oh you know can punk do this and there was that you know they built it up nicely there was that bit of uncertainty punk could have beaten him of course we all know that in reality taker was going to win it and then we were also sure that taker was going to win it the year after as well um yep so in a nutshell i am going with uh the end of the streak the final win in the streak sorry the undertaker against cm punk hmm See, it's a tricky one. See, on one hand, I want to disagree with you and say that now I think we there's a possibility, a probability indeed, that uh, Undertaker versus Lesnar is going to be selected on the next um, go-round. So therefore, you don't have Undertaker versus Punk on this one because um, you just have the, the bookends, the start and the finish, not necessarily the one in between. However, there is a bit of a paucity of, uh, of options on this particular WrestleMania to go with. Um, so in the spirit of having to put something up against it, um, I am going to go with the opening match on the main card of this WrestleMania, which was The Shield versus Randy Orton, Sheamus and The Big Show. It is not a great match by any sense, uh, but it is a good one. It's a decent opener, 
Um, but the shield was so, so good at this stage. Um, they were really, really um, uh, together, effective as a unit. And they would do better stuff than, than at this particular Mania. Um, but I'd kind of like to see Ambrose, Rollins and Reigns together. Um, there's a fair chance that whatever careers they go on and have, and I think all of them will have great ones, um, that still, when the Shield were together, might be their highlight. So I'm trying to protect the um, the mixtape for future generations, for when we just add to this year on year, that maybe the Shield might be more important in 10 or 15 years down the line than they were then or even now. Um, so I'm going to go with that. Um, Cena and Rock's rematch... Um, you know, my rule is generally no rematches, um, so uh, I couldn't really go with that, although it was a good rematch. Um, Triple H versus Lesnar is a proper dud, nowhere near going that one. Um, I, was, I was tempted to do Fandango versus Jericho, only to show what a, what a giving gentleman Chris Jericho can be, that he was... Uh, who would have thought that this is back at WrestleMania 29, four years ago, that he was um, having 10-minute matches and putting over someone like Fandango, and here he is this year wrestling Kevin Owens. Um, but uh, I'm going to go with the Shield versus Orton, Sheamus and Big Show but I will admit that I'm doing so with a bit of a lack of conviction what do you say Joel? I'm working out what Rob does now um, he, he plays a charity card so I, he mentions every other match <laughs> uh, it, it, without mentioning um, certain people that did a lot of work for charity and got done for things I know exactly what I'm thinking of right now and that's you Rob I didn't rob that store but um, if I had done I did lots of work for charity first of all in this Wrestlemania at at what point did anybody sit down in a room and go Mark Henry versus Ryback on paper (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm gonna go all the way with Rob and I uh, with uh, Paul rather and I take um, I take a lot back from what I said about CM Punk and uh, Undertaker because you brought up the Paul Bearer uh, stuff, and that was brilliant. Not only for the fact that Paul Bearer just died, but just the fact that they went there. And and I love it when people say it's what he would have wanted. But I think somebody like that would have wanted that, and the family and friends and whatever would would have wanted that. And I just in my head just just see. CM Punk dressed up as Paul Bearer with the eyes and the white makeup and you know the blacked up eyes and the urn and the whole lot and I, I think to show somebody mainstream something like that may go this is sick but in my weird little world of wrestling I go yeah it works did you go there? yeah we went there so uh, right back in Mark Henry second obviously but I'd definitely go with Paul on this one Paul, I thought you might react with some sort of uh, celebratory reaction there, no? No, no, I'm just basking in my glory. J- jolly nice of you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we're, at, we're at the end of this uh, the particular little run of uh, WrestleManias for the uh, for the mixtape, but we're sort of getting towards now near the end. Um, just quickly on on the subject of all the ones we've done in the past, Joe, I know you've been listening along the way. Have we made any catastrophic errors? Because I know you're the kind of person that would uh, point it out to us. Where have we gone wrong the most on the uh, the previous ones of the mixtape? Making Paul watch WrestleMania's 1 and 2. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You, 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 are, you are not wrong. I, 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 did, I didn't do the same thing as you by going through them, but... You know, I'm on daddy daycare most of the time, so I, I work in the morning six or ten. I'm home at seven minutes past ten in the morning, and I've got all day. So my my, my ideally my day's done at ten o'clock, and I have um, baby bump television on throughout the day on one television, and I have my TV 
that I can go through stuff. And I've got the WV network on there, which I still think is amazing. I don't think I've watched anything um, earlier than 2000 since I've had the network, to be fair. And I just love watching the old stuff. And if they could put VHS marks across it and make it look like it was crappy, it'd be amazing. I've been watching so much stuff, the old stuff, and I watched the whole of WrestleMania 1. Yeah, all right, I was tidying up, I was doing the stuff. And I was like, God, this was rough. I watched WrestleMania 2 and I was like, God, this was rougher. Um, so I've been following Paul on, um, on, 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 on his journey. And um, no, no massive decisions. I'm not sure about your Ultimate Warrior situation. I, I was sitting in the bath listening to you, uh, you about going, who, who hated the Ultimate Warrior at this point? Who hated him? What do you mean? Well, but, well, it, it was uh, there was there was one of them, and uh, bear in mind, it, it's like anything. you just blend into one another. But I, I had you were talking about the Ultimate Warrior, and I and I was like, I didn't see him as the the big star that he was. I think one of you said it. it might have been Dean. Was Dean on there? No, well, I think it was, it was it was more likely me. I've never been a big Warrior guy, so it might it might have been me. But but as 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 a history goes. If, if if you were to put a rob now, five people from history of WWE, you'd have, you know, Rock, Austin, Hogan, Warrior, probably Andre. You wouldn't have the Warrior now, would you? On a big wall planner, a big wall chart. Uh, I probably wouldn't. No, but you know, that's not. To, well, no, I don't. No, I don't think I would. I think that, that was it. That was the only thing I disagreed with. Was was, was um, you saying about the Warrior? Whatever you thought about him, whatever. If 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 you as me now, thirty-nine-year-old fella. You you talk about wrestling. Who've you heard of? Hulk Hogan, British Bulldog, Ultimate Warrior. I think I talked about it in a WrestleMania sense. Now I don't think there's any way you'd include a British Bulldog in a WrestleMania argument. I think that's why I was talking about was the Ultimate Warrior versus Hulk Hogan makes sense in WrestleMania six, I suppose, because of the the brevity of it at, 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 the, at the time. But, but um, did, I don't necessarily also, think. Did you not say, Rob, that it was a bad match? I think it's a massively overrated match. Yeah, I don't think it's a good really? match. Really? I, th- I, th- I thought it was excellent. I don't think it's a good match. No, I don't, I don't think it's I a good thought, match. I thought it was excellent. I really thought it was excellent. I think you weren't expecting anything between those two guys, um, so it's maybe better than you were anticipating, but no, I don't think it's a good match. I think it's clunky. I think it's it's got no psychology. It's just people just... Hey, these days, I mentioned it earlier on in the podcast that there's likely to be spear, jackhammer, Brock Lesnar kick out. Spear, jackhammer, Brock Lesnar kick out. And people say, oh, it's not like the old days. And actually, do you know what all Warrior and Hogan ever did was kick out of people's finishing moves? And then when they wrestled each other, you just had this 20-minute match of going through the motions, and then they just immediately hulked up or warriored up or whatever his equivalent was, and you just thought, well, what was the point of the rest of it? But, when... but, if you, but, but you, look, you look at it, and that's what, 20-odd years old, you watch it as an 8-year-old kid, you don't look at the work rate. You don't look at who's going to WCW, who's who's on the big money deal, who's leaving to make a movie. You watch that and go, "This is Hulk Hogan, who's, who's never gets beat, and the Ultimate Warrior. God, what's going to happen?" And I, I, I sometimes think now, and this is me growing up, that you go, "The Ultimate Warrior and the Hulk Hogan to me is the Roman Reigns of our of the next generation now." So if my if my kid now is one. You know, in a few years' time, goes, oh God, Roman Reigns is amazing, and I'm going, this, this guy's not great by any means. <laughs> oh God, his promos are awful. We were that young once, 
and I think you're looking at that too much as a work rate and and, and what you thought of them and what they could do and and, and how much money they won and what have you because I, I, I generally thought WrestleMania 6 that it's a one match card it's oh, 100% yeah. one match card right and I, I, I genuinely think that that's a brilliant match I really do and I think I think when people go it told a story I'm going to pull out that cliche and go it really did tell a story you know even though being a smart fan in the years later when Hulk Hogan still had to kick out at the end <laughs> what point one of a millisecond yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah and, and do the old you know instead of just taking it like a man where Randy Savage never would do that like at Wrestlemania 7 or whatever I um no, I, I thought I thought that was of, of that day. It was Warrior's best match, and I think it was Hogan's best match as well. Well, I mean, I'm not going to necessarily argue with either of those things, but I think it's um, a little bit of a tallest dwarf competition, if I'm honest. As much as they're, um, you know, big legends in the in the business, you say it's a great story. Uh, the under uh, the Ultimate Warrior winning is a great story and Hogan leaving as the defeated man for the first real time and looking to get his title back down the line is a great story I don't think the match is that's my point really is that I just I think watching it with fresh eyes for the first time in a very very long time I just don't think it stands up whereas although Hogan versus Andre is not a classic the story of you know the, the superhero trying match. to it, well it is but no to me no more so than um, but and Hogan Andre, Warrior, was never but, any, Andre was never any good. No, he wasn't. But the story of that is the superhero trying to slay the giant, and they tell that. And if Hogan tries to slam him and can't, and tries to slam him and falls down, but then he and does holds, it, and then he, he drops the, the leg, and then he wins. Yeah, but that's good. That's good storytelling. Whereas the actual the Hogan Warrior one, they just go kick out. I'm up. I'm okay. And it's like this isn't Mortal Kombat. It's meant to be actually something that's you know, representing a fight. And to me, they just jump up, and that's one of the things. That's one of the things I've never really liked about either of the characters, if I'm totally honest. And <laughs> it means I have to throw in Tatanka into that as well, because he used to do, uh, do the same sort of thing. But I've I've always found that a little bit unpalatable, and I'm not for a second saying that Hogan isn't one of the, you know, top two, you know, biggest superstars ever, because he clearly is. So I'm the Paul, one. That's, I'm Paul, the one that's Paul, wrong. Paul, so. Paul, t- Paul, tell him he's wrong. It, 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 if, if we had, if we had tomorrow night in uh, any big city in the UK you dress as a WWE superstar right how many Hulk Hogan and how many Ultimate Warrior fans will we have what's that got to do with anything that's not well, what I said I think Rob's Rob's argument is that the match itself in in a in a time capsule as it were is just isn't a good match and you'll probably notice how quiet I've been while you two have been going back and forth um, and it's probably because I don't re- I don't really have a counter argument because I That's don't see the argument. <laughs> I just don't see the argument. I don't see how this was anything other than an all-time epic match. And all right, yeah. like we talk about work rate. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, Tyler Breeze and Neville could have put on a better work rate match. But my God, there's there's workers and then there's stars, and stars yeah. create aura. And this match had an aura about it that very you could probably count on the fingers of one hand how many matches since then have created that same aura and to me that excuses a lot of ills and i you know you were watching this at that time if you were like joel says about seven or eight ten whatever in 1990 you were on the edge of your sheet on the edge of your seat screaming at that tv 
Um, let's, shall we, Paul, uh, talk about the WrestleMania parties around the country, uh, tell us where they are and how people can buy. I will indeed. So, as Joel mentioned, we've got eight parties around the country. Uh, we are in London at the Walkabout Temple. That's our flagship venue. We are on the verge of selling out there. Uh, we've got Brighton, uh, also a walkabout right on the seafront there, my old haunt. Uh, and then we've got Shooter Sports Bars in six cities. We've got Cardiff, Leeds, Birmingham, the newly opened Nottingham, Liverpool and Manchester now I'm, I'm happy for us but less happy for the punters who haven't bought their tickets to announce that the main room at Manchester is now officially sold out as of uh, tonight which is uh, Monday night the 27th we've sold out the main room at Manchester we are having a second room uh, on the same venue Beer Keller which is the sister bar to Shooters we won't be having all the bells and whistles. There'll be no quiz in there. There'll be no costume contest, but we will be playing the pay-per-view for anyone that hasn't got a ticket already. Tickets will be slightly cheaper than the um, the main room prices because you're not getting all the added extras. But unfortunately, the main room is now locked and finished. Um, so yeah, uh, all those eight parties, you can still get your tickets from ringsideworld.co.uk. Um, particularly if you're thinking of coming to London, get them now because there are less than 30 tickets left available. Excellent stuff. And if people want to follow along on social media for the uh, the latest updates, because I'm sure they'll be increasing in their number as WrestleMania gets closer in terms of ticket sales and so forth. How can they follow us, Paul? Our social media handles on Twitter, we are HO underscore wrestling and Facebook, we are um, facebook.com forward slash HO wrestling and we are also now on Instagram, hooked underscore on underscore events. I love an underscore. Don't you love an underscore, Joel? I just, I just, I'm just, I'm just dying inside that he says H, not H. <laughs> I, 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 I can't see Rob right now, but I know he's dying inside. <laughs> triple, triple H. Yeah, triple H. That's right. Yeah. I, I thought you were going to suggest that uh, the only underscore that uh, that you know was the one that won the Ryanair Chase this year, but uh, you didn't know. You left that alone. Do, do you know what I love to say as well? Uh, when when you guys talked about this, going, do you know what we're going to do this? <laughs> it's the worst business, worst business decision ever. <laughs> it's never, it's never going to take off, and it, it, a little bit of my heart falls out every time. Not just for the alcohol and cigarettes. It's just the fact that my heart falls out every time when you say the main room is now sold out. We've got less than thirty tickets left, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm going. This will never work. This is Joel. Do you want to be part of this? No, no, it will never work, mate. Never work. Never work. <laughs> and now it's and now it is um, the biggest the biggest WrestleMania party in the world, I'd say. And the fact that you've got backing from WWE, well done, guys. Cox. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, gentlemen, this has been uh, fun, enlightening. Um, not for the listeners, obviously, but for uh, for us, it's been a blast. Um, every now and again, doing this podcast, I just sort of sit back and think. Do you know what? I'm speaking to two of my best mates in the entire world, having a beer and talking wrestling. So uh, it's uh, it is immense fun, and we'll be doing very similar this coming Sunday uh, at WrestleMania parties all over the country, as uh, as we have just detailed. So Joel, thank you very much for your uh, for your inputs. I'm sure at some point in the future, when Paul wants to get one up on me, he'll uh, invite you back on to tell more stories about me. Um, but uh, thank you for your uh, your participation, mate, and I hope you enjoy WrestleMania. You are more than welcome. I'll be going to see um, Shooter's Bar in Manchester in the Printworks. 
uh, an amazing venue. Should be sold out now. It's in fact sold out, but you can go next door to their sister bar uh, where they just have a pay per view on no quiz or anything. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Uh, Paul, thank you for your uh, your input as ever. One more podcast and then it's WrestleMania. Who'd have thought? I know, mate. It's been a long old journey, hasn't it? It is. Not as long as the uh, the uh, it's going to take me in this edit. Um, Who's but... your final guest? Who's your final guest next week? No, we can't reveal that. It's not next week. It should, should be. Tell you. Should be coming recorded Wednesday to be uh, live on Thursday. But there's a it's a very 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 busy week at, uh, at How HQ, and that's not just. Um, because of the WrestleMania yes. parties and yes I said HQ what are you going to do yes. about it yeah it's okay Vince Russo is looking forward to it thank you very much and have a great night <laughs> so from me and from Paul Benson and from John Ross thank you very much for listening to the Hooked On podcast and remember it's wrestling enjoy it we'll see you next time as WrestleMania approaches 